Welcome, everyone, to our latest episode of The Testing Room, where three of the gaming industry's best video game consultants who have never actually consulted on a video game bring you new topics each and every week. I'm Alex, and it's getting cold in Atlanta, and I hate it. Stop it. I'm Christian, a.k.a. Alex is a big baby about weather. <laughs> I am Preston, a.k.a. Funkadelic Jedi, and uh, yeah, we, we enjoy the cold up here. Not weather, just the cold. Like, I, How weather cold is, is it right fine. now? There. So no, like okay, you guys are 65? He's like, he's like, nah, you guys are going to make fun of me. Nah, you guys are going to make fun of me. <laughs> wearing a hoodie in 68 degree weather. I know. It's not, no, no, no. It's like 58, but still. That's not that bad. It's, it's cold in the mornings. It's cold in the evenings, all right? Sun's going down. I don't know what to tell you. Temperature's going to drop. I brought the cold it's back cold. down to me to St. Louis, and Cut everyone up. was all like, oh, it's cold. It's like 58, 62 degrees, and I'm outside. I'm like, this is fucking right. This is exactly what I wanted. I came here. It was like 85 mm-hmm. degrees and humid. I'm like, fuck this place. The next day, the cold came right behind me. It was beautiful. Everyone else complaining. I'm like, nah, fam. I can sit out here with just a hoodie. I'm good. Felt felt great. I how, still, how cold even, is it where you guys are? Uh, it's, it's probably yeah, 55. Yeah. The high was 58 today. So it not a great. huge difference, surprisingly. I I no, cold. now in fairness, in the other, like it, this is we had like a little warm front or come in or something because mm-hmm. it's usually in the 30s and 40s already yeah. right now. Yeah, I figured it'd be colder up Sounds there. That makes now. sense. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I see. Well. What's funny is my my the weather like I get so messed up by the weather because uh, I live in a fucking magnifying glass, and so like I'll wake up and I, I'll wake up and it's like it, the thermostat in the apartment will be like 79 i'm like i hate this and i open up all the windows and just let the cold air rush in dude we so ali is sick she has strep and uh we went to the urgent care today and they had windows on one side and i was sitting there and i was like okay this is too hot like i'm gonna have to move and i moved Mm -hmm. to the other side where like my upper body was out of the windows i had to move a second time because i was pretty sure my legs were getting sunburned through the windows. Like, it was just so much hotter yeah. coming through the window than just... It was awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll do. So. Anyway, um, welcome welcome back, everybody. Hi. I know. Like, yeah. Been Not everybody listening. They're back every week. I'm talking to you guys specifically. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, does, it does feel like it's been forever. Um, although, we've kept in touch, and we've... We've had some great dialogue in between episodes. Uh, Jake has had feelings <laughs> over the past couple weeks, apparently. He, he catches the feelings. Yeah. Apparently. He's already booking, booking a flight to Atlanta right now. <laughs> I know. Show up I, to your house and be like, what's up, dude? I pulled up. <laughs> I, I will need to go back and listen to last week's episode because I don't recall... Going in, like I went in on Nintendo, but I don't. Not last going week. It was. It was. So it would have been two weeks ago or three weeks ago now, whatever. But it was the episode before when season five of Halo, when Halo dropped, and uh-huh. in fairness, okay, it has been very positive and people have been very happy. Like most sure. of the community is very happy, and I said. At the time, I said something along the lines of, I don't know how Jake feels about it yet. I was like, uh, or or I think I said something, I, I talked to him and he said that um, it's better, but he's still not quite happy with it. Something like that. The ranked mm-hmm. play. And your, yeah, and ranked. And your response was, well, if the entire community's happy and people seem to be enjoying it more 
and the only people who oh. aren't liking it are people like Jake, then maybe it's a Jake problem. <laughs> I In do which recall case, the text message. That was just that was just shithousery. That was just yeah. me being me joking around. So then he then before even before this most recent episode, he messages us and he's like, I do remember that now. <laughs> and Jesus, Mage, please stop screaming. Anyway, and so she was. Uh, he was like. Alex, I'm, you're dead to me. Like, I'm going to... I hope you really yeah. enjoy your D&D character because Daedalus is going to uh, not exist anymore mm-hmm. by the time I'm done. And uh, and then pre- he came at Preston, too, because uh, Preston had said that Jedi Outcast, or wh- whichever Jedi one was... Jake's, Jedi Academy. Yeah. Uh, he was not a huge fan of it, um, which in... In nice guy Preston terms, might as well be shitting on that game. So, uh, and I, was, Jake, I, I almost, I almost defended myself against Jake today in that text message thread and said the real person you should be mad at is Preston, who could have easily defended Nintendo and everything else in all these conversations. I but. Started off, but I didn't want to just like it be me being like, <laughs> he did. no, Alex, no. This, this topic is dumb. Like I, I did at the very beginning. I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure? And I let the conversation. No, I, go. I agree with Preston here. I well, we'll get into it later. But I, I think Preston did exa- he he put the facts out, and then he said also <laughs> what I would like to be better, which I think is a totally fair. You can thing. always improve. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's funny. Always yeah, improve. Jake. Uh, Jake. So, but then the reason Jake got heated today though today. was because <laughs> he said exactly what I just said to you. He was like, "This is what happened." To which Alex responds simply, "I do not recall." <laughs> I don't remember that at all. I don't think that's right. I don't think I said that. Uh, and that's why I was like, this "Baby." And that's why I was like, "Here he is. He's gaslighting. We love a toxic <laughs> king right here." Jake had the time. He would scrub that episode and find it. Yeah. Your uh, your your. GIF of Jimmy Butler. Butler, yes, smirk me. That's 100% me. Yep. Yep. That's funny. Um, Anyway, I don't know how we got there, but uh, it's good to be having everybody back. And uh, we're good. So, with this episode, we'll get to the comic corner in just a second, but um, with this episode, we're finally going to bring together Metro. So, I'm excited to talk about that. We'll get to talk about the games we've played together and then uh i will let you know mine which i think is a perfect pick for everything going on right now and and the time of year and everything else i think i think it's going to be so it's a christmas game no it is not (laughs) that has to do with international conflict got it all right let's do this (laughs) (laughs) no we'll talk about it later so um cool before we do that preston let's head over to preston's a common yeah we have had two weeks full of episodes that we did in the can so we've actually got two episodes of comments and we got comments on those so um backity back two weeks ago uh for can games still surprise us with christian travis and myself we actually got a gentleman out here, uh, Pure Foldens 3070, or maybe Pure Fold NZ 3070. Um, just answering kind of the question of the title of a podcast, which would be, yes, games still can surprise us, and case in point is Alan Wake 2. Uh, followed by Christian's uh, two paragraph. No, I'm sorry, hang on. Yeah, two paragraph. <laughs> two I do appreciate, paragraph. can I say, can I do, I do appreciate that person not, giving anything away yes thank you about for no spoilers. alan wake 2 no spoilers i do appreciate it. i have not played alan wake 2 i've been watching christian play it but 
I tell you what, like out of nowhere coming in in the last month of the the year, essentially, and uh, being nominated for Game of the Year and have eight nominations at the awards and stuff, like it's good for them. And so far I've been playing it and it's it's deserved. It's good. I was watching it. And every time you play it, I then remember like why I know it was a good decision to not play that game myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's spoopy. Very spoopy. Yeah. They're very, very jump scary, too. And uh, yeah, he finishes mm-hmm. off by, yeah, it really does push the genre in new and interesting directions when it comes to storytelling. Quite refreshing after Starfield, who kind of feels like a formulaic game, I personally think. Um, but yeah, that was the comments that we've right had. That Microsoft dick, huh? What's that? I said just a kick right in that Microsoft dick. Hey. <laughs> it's not It's not a bad game. Just... Not doing anything for not me. A gr- not a great game. Yeah. And you know what? It's a really bad year for a, for a middling game to launch. Yeah, it is. You do not want to be a middling game yeah. this year because you'll be forgotten mm. in a second. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, that was the only ones we had on that episode. And then we had another comment, a couple comments from a little someone else, on the Can Nintendo Get Back on Top? Uh, Christian, you want to read the uh, comments from this? Uh, this I got this. Yeah, so my first comment <laughs> Wait, at the start you, of the episode. Both, did you both have this pulled up? Did you talk about this before? I, I asked him if he would like to read his comments that he put on the episode that he was not a yeah. part of. So, Christian, take it so, away. So, this is Jake. Jake Jake is about to kick back and grab popcorn. He's like yeah. waiting for me to walk into the firing squad right now. <laughs> so, so, I was listening to the episode and uh, just... The ridiculousness that was happening on the screen, I had to comment while it was happening. So, first, I now YouTube like put all these staggered. So I'm gonna try to do this in the order that I, I actually put them in. Yeah, you, it was. I didn't say it was you. It no. was YouTube. Like YouTube, YouTube did them out of order. Not YouTube. Okay, thank you. No, yeah, YouTube did it. Um. So the first one was when Alex had the audacity to say something along the lines of. Nintendo, or he was like, you know, I understand or I remember that Sega was around and they were fine, but no one really cared about them. And it was just Nintendo. To which I responded with, oh, I'm sorry, Alex. Uh, Looks like someone forgot about a little thing called Sega does what Nintendon't um, is my instant response to that one. but, But my response to that comment, we don't have to dive into it. But my response to that comment is that was a brilliant marketing campaign that was completely necessary because at the time Nintendo was dominating all the gaming headlines. Yeah, but they were it was when Sega came out onto the scene and they were started eating Nintendo's lunch, which is why there was a whole rivalry between the two of them anyway. If if Sega was just a fart in the wind that Nintendo didn't care about, then Nintendo wouldn't have even bothered no. doing all the Stuff, no, but all it, of the the counter marketing to them. But but you're also helping my point there. Like the, what we were talking about at that point was that's when Nintendo. Like to be fair, there weren't as many people in the game, but Nintendo was like that pinnacle of gaming, right? That everybody turned to, and that was the comment was can Nintendo get back to that where, you know? So so then uh, the next comment that I did was when there was it was when people were talking about their weeks, and you. Uh, I think Preston was saying like, oh no, Shorzy and Letterkenny are different, blah, blah, blah. And his reasoning was that Letterkenny has a bunch of recurring jokes and Shorty doesn't have that. But I, my response to that was, they're definitely the same show. They deliver their jokes in the same cadence. They're also, written by the same person. I'll take it back. It, it does have recurring jokes. They definitely have recurring jokes and 
The only reason that they don't have as many as Letterkenny is because Shorzy only has one season and Letterkenny has seven. Two seasons. Two seasons. I, now I now it's two seasons, but when at, at the time there's only one. And I got like five or six episodes into it and still couldn't do it. Yeah. I think it's the sports narrative sports that, over and the fathers. team building. Yeah, because yeah, like yeah. the former, like it's not that the, the other one's not funny, um, but that one definitely seems, and maybe I haven't gotten that far into it, but that one definitely seems like a day in the life show, right? Of like the farmers, where this one, Shorzy, yeah, sure, it's day in the life of these players, but it also has like this like team building narrative to it. I just I I, I like Shorzy. I got into it. I I'm having trouble. Like I just don't get into this. Fine. I, I'm not. I'm just saying that they are like yeah. Because yeah. Shorzy has the team building thing, but then the overarching narrative is a like the town coming together in Letterkenny. So it's the same thing. It's just different. Whether or not it hits for you is totally up to you. I'm just there. The shows are, they couldn't be closer. There's a whole reason that they like, don't like the comedy style of Letterkenny. You will not like Shorzy at all. Yes, exactly. Um, but I, I, I can't say that because I don't like Letterkenny and I did like Shorzy a lot. But you would like but jokes you, Letterkenny. You just don't like and, the overall theme. Of and Letter you Kenny. also just, oh, you sure, also yeah, the ju- jokes are fun. Yeah. yeah, you also just said the letter Kenny is funny. You just don't care about the overall narrative, which yeah. is a different thing. No, I just yeah, letter Kenny is like I said is fine. It has a few things. I just I, I have trouble getting into it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh. So then, the next one. Again, they're all out of. So the next one was at around forty six minutes or forty seven minutes. <laughs> oh, we have timestamps. Oh yeah, I did timestamps. <laughs> I did timestamps in some of them. There was a moment where you must have been saying something because you 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 said that I can feel Jake and Christian getting ready to roast me right now. Yeah, and I yeah, said, yeah. Uh, "Oh, it, uh, yeah." And so I said, "You're definitely right. Jake and I are roasting you right now." And I was like, "Because what you're saying doesn't even make any sense." And I said, "Nintendo not having to do anything and still be where they are, which is a healthy second place." Uh, is proof of how far up the chain they are. If you as a company get to do nothing, you don't provide any services to your customers. And again, I even put in this comment, I'm not happy about this. This is not mm-hmm. like a me advocating that Nintendo is, is what they're doing is just or right in this world because it's not. But they have a crumbling infrastructure. Their online system is garbage. They do not do anything in by way of marketing whatsoever, and yet and still, people show up no matter what and purchase their consoles, they purchase their games, they have the highest attach rate of games to console of any company. Like, the last, what was it, Mario Odyssey had a 95% attach rate. That is fucking insane for software sales and has not ever been even games like the last of us don't even come close to like and those those are games that are in the zeitgeist that people are always talking about whatever and i said and not not to be an asshole here but to be fair when you're selling consoles but the only thing people have to play on your console are some of like your titles right like people know mario and Nintendo, like pat PlayStation, with their library and everything else they have, attracts so many different fans for four seasons. I'm not, we don't have to get all into it, but like, you're kind of saying your own thing. Like, people that love Nintendo love that core IP, and that's why they buy the console, where PlayStation may not be the case. Sure. They buy the hardware, but not the game. But, but at that genres. point, when Mario Odyssey came out, there was already hundreds of games on the Switch. 
So there was plenty of choices of games for people to buy, and people still showed up and bought it. And my point, even here, was that it doesn't matter that you were doing it just because you know that Allie wants to play it. The fact of the matter is, is that as soon as Preston reminded you that Mario Wonder was out, you were scrambling for your phone on episode to buy the video game. <laughs> and as far as Nintendo is concerned, they do not give a fuck That's a if it was, for, that it was for you, because I know my wife is going to kick my ass if I don't buy Mario Wonder. But Nintendo's like, that's fine, but just feed us the monies. Num, 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 num. And they eat it up. And then, it, but then, and again, mm-hmm. to the marketing people at Nintendo, they're like, great. I don't, it doesn't matter. They, they, I, and again, I have to be very clear here. I hate this because it should not be the case. But Nintendo is absolutely at the top of their food chain right now because they get to do a third of the work. It costs them probably, I can't, the operating cost between Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony must be catastrophic, like massively different. And Nintendo still gets to be in a second place. And they have such a war chest that they're sitting on because of the Wii that they could probably, the last time somebody looked, it was they can operate the next 20 years at a loss if they had to and it won't it wouldn't matter they would still they'd be totally fine nothing would happen to them and then the only that other was, thing that was that was the difficulty that i had with this topic and that was what i was trying to like as we were talking about it, i kept trying to remind everybody you don't have to tell me how much money they have like i know right but it's just like when it comes to the big release like yes they have a big release in in zelda this year i totally get it right but when you look at in the comparison of like you have the God of War and you have even Call of Duty, people that hate Call of Duty or whatever, like they're just the talking points don't seem to be there in the media when it comes to Nintendo Switch. People want so, to talk about the new games on PlayStation, the new games on Xbox. That's kind of what I was talking about. And th- that that's topic, my point, though, is like, that how do they get to back up? N- Nintendo doesn't. I don't think they care. And I don't think they want and they may to. and they may not they they may absolutely not which would have because been an interesting perspective to talk about as well if you can if you can do if you can do one third the less the work and still mm. be in second place quote unquote as far as sales are concerned and money and everything like that you would do that right. all day every day because it, right. I, I do nothing I show up to Nintendo directs and give a bunch of flaccid announcements <laughs> and I'm still selling switches I'm still selling mm. games and I'm still getting people like Preston to pay for my online membership like that what, 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 like Funky uh, Kong's in Mario Kart, yay! Exactly. So no, then, it, then, it, that, I, I think that's a really interesting perspective, and I even said like I wish you would have been there for that because I, I think it would have been interesting yeah. because it, it is that is you hit on both pieces like you acknowledge what I was saying about the point there right about them like not being at the top of the zeitgeist, but yeah. maybe they. They may absolutely not care. I do, yeah, I do. It, yeah. Think about, yeah, it, yeah. Took, it, took, it took another company for them to be like, yo, if you want Monster Hunter Rise on your platform, you got to upgrade your online servers from the 70s. You have to. You side, can't do this anymore. S- side note, because I know you probably have another comment to get to, but uh, it makes you wonder what's going on with the Switch and why some games look like trash, because apparently the reviews for Hogwarts came out and people were like claiming black magic on how good Hogwarts Legacy looks. It, it all comes down to Switch. developers, dude. And, and they're it comes, just like, what's going on? <laughs> it, it has to come down to engine optimization because if you like, if you look at Monster Hunter Rise, there is no reason that game should run on the Switch. Absolutely none. Mm-hmm. Especially at the stable frame rate it does. 
there's just no reason. Even if it looks a little worse than what World did, like still it should not run at all. And yeah. it yeah. So then um the next comment that I had, and I'm skipping over some of them because I talked, like I covered it all right there. But the next one that I talked about was when um, I think Travis, it was about an hour 13 in, Travis said something about, I believe, that <clears throat> uh, he would like them to see, he would like to have Nintendo put more mature titles on the platform and stray away from being less family friendly. I said that is if I would because this was during the armchair CEO part of it. I mm-hmm. said that I would disagree with that because as much as I love the GameCube and how all because Travis brought up his love of the GameCube and how crazy the titles got on that, and I actually agree. I think that the GameCube is when I had the most fun with Nintendo, but it does not change the fact that they had the worst software sales and the worst console sales of their entire existence as a company outside of the virtual boy and that physically blinded children. So, <laughs> so, so, so I don't I si- finish your statement. I finish your statement. I have to say something about the virtual boy. So I think that there, there, there's no shot that they would ever go along that way again, because the family friendly image that they have built up is what is keeping them relevant in the first place. I think Preston was the one who said like, Grandma walks into a store and says, I want you to sell me the Nintendo. And that is 100% what still happens today. And if they lose that, I think they would have to probably start dipping into that war chest. Because Nintendo, I personally, they would have to come out with a console that... I mean, they would have to do so much R&D. They would have to get all of their developers up on like newest development trends and all this other stuff. To try to make consoles that could have hardware and fidelity to compete with the Xbox and the PlayStation and all of that money just for people to not switch over. Cause if you think about it, so but like, you're, you're, what you're saying is like you, you don't want to have that conversation with grandma's walking in. Like they know Nintendo is a safe route. So you don't want to introduce the conversation of, is this okay for my kid? What games do I get? Because right. If you introduce that conversation, now all of a sudden it goes to like hardware and other stuff and you may lose that battle. And not only that, but like let's say that hardware was equal across the board and let's say they released mm-hmm. something like the GameCube that was supposed to be at parity with the other two. You yeah. in, in today's age, you are not going to get somebody to switch console ecosystems. It's just not going to happen. Like right. People are going to buy PlayStation who because of their backlog that's already on there or their their digital library. Same thing with Xbox. The only thing that you can do is lose people on your consoles in favor of PC, which is why Microsoft is like pivoting to this whole thing. Because at first they wanted to do console exclusives and still do these things. Now Xbox is just saying, hey, we have exclusives and you can play them on your PC or you can play them on our console. We don't really care which. Please subscribe to Game Pass. God, please subscribe to Game Pass. Right? Sony is still in the situation where like... They have their own console that they keep everything on, but even they are selling their games on PC now, albeit, you know, a couple of years later, but people, they know that people don't care anymore. Like, if I know that Spider-Man's going to come to PC, is it, should I wait two years and buy Spider-Man on Steam, or should I go out and buy the $500 console and then the game? There's a lot of people in today's age that are just going to say, I'll just wait. 
Like, I, I, there was a game just recently, Alex, that I think you were talking about. I don't remember what it was, but there was something that... Was it Horizon? It was Horizon, the next Horizon, Horizon game. You were like, I'm going to wait until the PC release. And, that's, like, you and had, you, you already had the earlier. PS5. Yeah, you had played it earlier this year or last year, late last year or something. And yeah. um, I remember I was like, oh, yeah, I want to play that. I was like, by this point, I'll just wait till it hits yeah. the PC. Like, so people are going to do that anyway. So there's no point to even put yourself in that race because it's not you're not going to win because you're not going to convince people. And you're then you're going to lose all of the family business that you've already gained over the years. So it doesn't make any sense. Do you? I can't. I can't wait till to see what happens with that PlayStation handheld thing. But do you think that if PlayStation can sell enough handhelds, they will care less about the PS five and care more about getting their games everywhere? Meaning that like if you're if you're if that handheld could play locally what's on your PC, then maybe it would help get games to PC faster. Because you have the handheld, you have that hardware, you're able to stream. So it doesn't matter about the the hub. It just matters about buying the software. No, I think what Sony is going to do with this is this will be a test bed for... Because they want... I, I know that they want to keep competing in markets that they traditionally get beat up in. And so if this sells enough, they'll be like, oh, damn, there might actually be a market for a premium handheld as long... Like a, a Steam Deck... Like, I mean, there, there's a there's a market for it if you have a if you have a foundation and infrastructure. <laughs> exactly right now the problem I think is that it's like I don't me personally I don't think this device is going to sell that well because who wants when it, when you have other options out there available today why would I want something that can only play my games remotely over Wi-Fi like I'm not playing anything locally I can't download anything locally it's useless. It is literally just a screen that is like, hey, if you're on the same Wi-Fi network, you can take your game with you, which is like, oh, okay, I guess. But I think what's they're going to use it as a test bed, and if it doesn't sell well enough, then Sony's going to say, oh, I guess no one really likes handhelds, and then just completely put blinders up to the fact that the Steam Deck is fucking just doing gangbuster numbers. But um, So then I'll, I'll finish with these last two comments. So the last two I said was, because I think... Uh, it was either you, Alex, or Preston, but somebody was talking about, like, I want Nintendo to to be better or something like that. And I said, I think it's totally normal to want Nintendo to be better and to do more for its customers, but that's probably about as likely as you trying to talk to a brick wall and asking it to let you slide through it. <laughs> um, for the reasons I already mentioned, if they don't have to do anything and they yeah. keep being in this position where they're making hand over fist money, then... They'll be like, yeah, I mean, like, sure, I'd love to give you guys a better online system, but you guys keep buying my games without it, so I don't care. And that goes um, for the infrastructure, the, uh, sorry, the IP too, right? Like, yeah, we could branch out from Mario and Metro and other stuff, but why? Why, why would we? You'll you will show up. You, you guys are still want. You guys still want Metroid Prime Four. You won't shut up yeah. about it. So, yeah. and I'm that person, so I can't. I can't even <laughs> say anything. Um, and then this was my last go was the during the Mary fuck kill. And it was because uh, Travis was a psychopath. You, uh, Preston and Alec, you guys had the right answer. My answer was the exact same as yours. Yeah. Uh, for Travis saying that he was marrying Sony. So I said, marrying Sony is like marrying somebody who tells you that they learned all of your mother's recipes and they will always make it for you. But every time they use shittier ingredients each time they make it. <laughs> all right. That's really so good. Because I that's said that right as you brought up, I was typing it and I started laughing because as soon as I was typing it, 
you started bringing up the fact that they give you all those classics, but it's only the PAL versions that nobody mm-hmm. wants. Um, also, I loved that you said this and then immediately ran it back, but you talking about killing Jim Ryan specifically was really funny. <laughs> I don't want we. I want to keep this podcast going. I don't want that yeah. to come back and haunt us, so... Oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, so the side note, when you mentioned the Virtual Boy, I sometimes, like, I, I, I sometimes forget this experience happened in real life because it's been, like, decades since I've seen a Virtual Boy in person. Um, so I sometimes like, did I imagine that or did it happen? But when we were in Japan, we were at a place called Super Potato, which is just, like, a huge, like, seven floors of gaming and statues and everything yeah. else. Um, and we walked in and it, they have a virtual voice set up it's running like it's on you can look into it you can grab the controller and walk by Allie's like what's that it says Nintendo on it and I was like oh that's a virtual boy and she's like what is it and I was like well as far as I remember a neighbor had one it's like tabletop it's virtual reality at the time and she went to put her head in it and I just put my hand and I was like no no no, no, no. <laughs> you don't need to. <laughs> There's, you will give yourself the worst migraine. Do you I like was the color the ki- red? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was. I was one of the kids who I tried it, and I still to this. I remember the piercing headache. Like it is like the dead center of your forehead. It is like yeah. like somebody taking a nail and pushing it through your forehead, and you're just like. But at the time when you're a kid, you're just like, this is weird. I don't know why I'm in pain, but I'm still playing Mario Tennis, and you're just like, don't care. Until it really starts to hurt, and then you're like, okay, I have to stop. And then you find you start talking to other kids, and they're like, yeah, same things happened to me. And you're like, this is bad. This is I. Yeah. This is this is bad. It was it was one of those instinctive like you slam on the brakes so you put your hand across the person in the master yeah. seat. Like that's what I did with Allie. I was like, no, 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 just let it let it be. Some no. things in, in life you don't need to see. Yeah, there's you, you don't need to blind yourself. You're good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Also, can I say, I love, and I mean, I love the gallon bucket you have for water right now. Half gallon. It's half gallon of water. Is it one of those where you fill up with all the water you need that day? And if you finish it, is that kind of the goal? I'll get into it really. I'll get into it really quickly. This take no time. So um, essentially my goal, because it's doing really, really well last year of just like working. You guys know this, right? So like. I've been really bad about it the past few months getting the puppy through our routine off and so on. So as soon as soccer season ended, I said, I have until the soccer season starts to get back to where I was as far as like weight and lifting and, and all that sure. stuff. So that's my goal. So two days ago, been hit the gym hard along with it comes drinking a gallon of water a day. Like I used to. And, uh, that's, that's that. So at the gym, I usually drink two 24 ounce shakers. Um, so that gets me by the time I get home and I've had a couple of those, you know, I'm at 50, 60, so then if I drink one of these by the end of the day, I'm usually there. Okay. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Hydrate or dehydrate, I get you. Yeah, yeah. so I literally do like a couple things a day. Like I eat, I sleep, and then I just pee a lot, like all the time. That's all I do. I just constantly pee. Dude, when we were in, so I didn't get to, when we were in Denver, obviously when you go up, Milwaukee mm-hmm. is 600 feet above uh, the, um, the sea level and uh, where we were at in Keystone is a brisk 10,000. So little difference. Little difference. So yeah. They're like, hey, you have to hydrate. Like, never stop drinking water. 
And I was telling Alex, we, Alexa and I were laughing. I have never, I have not peed that much in my life. Like, it was, <laughs> like, I don't, like, I drink water. Like, I probably will do, like, maybe three of these a day, probably. Yeah. Um, but that was so much, I was just, like, every, like, hour and a half, I'm like, oh, my God, what is wrong with me? And it's just, you're just drinking a bunch of water. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. And then pretty yeah. soon it's just completely clear and you're just like, this is just, this is just also water. Like this yeah. is just water. That I'm I just letting drink. water come back like, out. Yeah. It's just <laughs> went right through me. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So let's get to our weeks. <laughs> the PCAS. Uh, I'll, st- I'll start. <laughs> I'll start because I only have one game. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Sorry. This okay. comment was actually you doing this where you saying you start. I, the last comment that I forgot to mention was, um, you said that you had a really short week and said that you were going to go. And Preston was like, actually, uh, one, he, Preston says the same thing he always says, which is, you say that every week. But then two, he goes, I li- we just recorded this yesterday, like with Christian. So I guarantee you, you don't have a shorter week than Travis and I. To which you respond, I'm going to go first anyways. And so I put in comment, I put in quotes, I said, I'm going to go first anyways. And then end quote, and I said, that right there is the true Alex experience. <laughs> anyways, my God. Anyways. Uh, this week is short. I have only played one game and I have not beaten it. Um, so I started playing uh, Like a Dragon Gaiden. Oh, so the man who erased his name. Um very good i i think i'm really gonna enjoy it It, just because i mean i like rgg games but the game is like 40 dollars. it's like 13 hours to beat and if you want to do everything they're like is it not on game pass it is on game pass he wanted it on the steam deck i I was supposed to i was supposed to travel before some things happened this week i was supposed to travel for work tomorrow and i wanted to take it on steam deck so it's on steam deck but um like to do everything, you're like, oh yeah, like 17 hours in. If you want to 100 percent it, but if not, 13 hours. And I'm like, that's awesome. This time of the year, perfect. Where other things, like I mean, want to play, like, let's do it. So a tight story with this cast, and they're already Christian. I don't know how far you've gotten. I'm only, I'm only in chapter one, which is technically like two chapters because you have like prologue in chapter one. Sorry, yeah, I, I finished finish the that. prologue I, and that's it. So I finished prologue in chapter one. I'm in chapter two, um, but they're already taking you to places, and like you you visit in seven and i know that i know it's easy to say because like these games take places but like i'm talking about like specific places to where you hear about things happening on like oh there's cops over there because blah 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 happened or like and you know you're just missing like the characters you were playing that's what that that's the whole point right so this game for people who don't know this is supposed to bridge the gap between uh, Yakuza 6 and 7. Mm-hmm. So, because between those two games, it was a protagonist change. Kiryu was no longer the protagonist of Like a Dragon. He still isn't. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, for, for you know, story reasons, I don't want to spoil it because there is a ton of story there. But, um, so this is the, the, the bridge the gap. My guess, I, don't, I haven't finished it, I don't know. My guess is that it's probably going to end at the fight in seven and you know the one yes. i'm talking about yes my guess is that it will end there and it will be this whole thing um and yeah and then it leads and then uh, this game also comes with when you finish it it unlocks a demo for like a dragon eight which i cannot fucking That's wait cool. i for, think so. you could, i think you can access it from moment one from the menu i just have it told myself don't 
Yeah, well, because it doesn't fully on. So you can try it, but then there's extra mm. things that come when you finish it in true RDG fashion. So yeah. So yeah. I, I, that's what I've been playing. It's very good so far. I'm I'm loving it, and I'm just excited that it's not a hundred hours of a game. So that's that's my week. Yeah. You can go ahead, Preston. All right. Um, well, I, I had the was... long. I finished a bunch of games this week. So. Oh, fair enough. Um, I um... also sorry, Preston. I don't mean. I'm sorry, but whenever you say. Uh, you say that every week. Christian is always the one who is like, my week will be quick, and then talks 45 minutes on the 17 games he's played. So That's not true. Just say That is very true. That is very true. It's, it's you. You do that. Anyway, go that's, ahead. That's not true. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I we had two weeks since the last one, so I did have a full week of me being here, but then I had a full week of me being at a wedding. It's a very lovely time out in wine country in Missouri. Great, great, fun, fun time. Um, do you like wine? Do you like Missouri wine? N- I mean, I'm not a big wine person anyways. And, like, for this, like, past year, I haven't been drinking at all, so, like, I just wasn't drinking. That's true. Uh, so I was up there. Everyone else was drinking. have a good, fun time. Uh, apparently, there's an arcade in Washington, Missouri, hometown Washington, Missouri. Yeah, you sent fun. a photo of it. Yeah, we had a – there was a photo I even sent you guys of that, like, <laughs> virtual reality, like, spot they have there towards, like, a waist-high mm-hmm. wall kind of deal. And we did the four-player co-op of that. Like, it's four people with VR headsets, wireless VR headsets on, and they get you stuck in a room. It's like a zombie invasion kind of thing, and you're going around shooting, picking stuff up, and throwing stuff, and it's it's a lot of fun. It was, it was a lot, a lot of fun. It was a good time. Was it... Did you um, experience any, like, uh, dizziness or vertigo? Like, were you totally Not good in that full immersive? No, I mean, it's, it's, nice. it keeps you in a room. So, like, it's like you have a boarded-up, like, church area to where it's like zombies are coming in, so... It's nothing is moving outside of it. When you walk, you move, but like you're not moving your character at all outside of that. Like there's no like jumping right. or teleporting or anything like that. So I think that's what's going to help you like keep from getting nauseous is that it's all natural movement. So, um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, nice. pulling like this and like shooting around corners and stuff like that with guns. It was it was it was a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, and then the fun stuff of like before you go in there, it has you like in like a little virtual like arcade section, and you're throwing beer bottles at each other and places of pizza, and it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, did that with a, there's a Mario Kart there. It's a lot of fun when you do that Mario Kart because like they can actually take a picture of you, of your face. So that way when you're driving, you can kind of see like a little picture above there. So of course we're doing like the goofiest fucking faces in the world. Uh, so all of a sudden you have somebody pass you by and it'll be Ryan going like, like that as he's like flying by you. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, but as far as actual games, uh, playing, uh, I, uh, took Super Mario Brother Wonder with me. I am on World 6, which I think is like the last world, at least the last world that we know of, before like you the, the Bowser world. So I'm, I'm yeah. going through that, playing through that a lot. So I'm not sure if it, if it ends there or if it kind of like, I think it doubles down and like says, hey, do these other courses with modifiers. I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll report back once I get there. But I think I'm pretty close to like being the main section. What do you want? Ted says hi. What's up, um, Kenny? Other than that, uh, I've been playing more Snap. Uh, I haven't been like going too hard on it. Uh, except, <laughs> except they're doing the new season, Miss Marvel, great card. I've been playing with that a lot. But all the variants that you get in that season pass are Peach Momoko variants. And then they're going to do the mm. shop takeover, which they did for Dan Hip last month, uh, which is you get two days out of the month where it's just a, the shop is just full of her variants. And all so most they've targeted you completely. Yeah, so Preston was all thinking after the, the whole Blade season that I was like, okay, I'm not going to put a whole bunch of money. Maybe like just a season pass, I'm not going to put money in this. And then they're like, oh, we'll give you double gold. I'm like, well, maybe I'll put it in there for that. And then like, by the way, Preston, you know that favorite comic book artist you have? We're just going to do her variants for like the next month. I'm like, God 
Damn it. You know they did that. They did that blade stuff, and there were enough people the like gold you that are like, I'm I bought get the this. gold. I'm I get got this my variants. I'm like, oh, good thing you spent like gold. Yeah, they're gonna want to spend it people, again. Yeah. <laughs> after you spend it, like, let's do the whole. Let's just do the whole shop this way and watch all of these people just throw their money yeah, at us. So I have a bunch of gold saved up mm-hmm. that I, I paid for. That I uh, I'll be tomorrow actually the fifteenth tomorrow. Yeah, fifteenth tomorrow. That's when I'll be doing. All of the the my gold towards the Peach Momoko one. So I, I, they t- they told us which ones it was. So like they had the first store day. I'm like ah, it's not really the ones I'm looking for. And then I looked at the next week, and it's like okay, that's gonna have more of them up my alley. But yeah, it's so. What do you really? Who do you want? Um, I'll have to look back at the list. But um, I recently have gotten uh, Black Widow. She came out as her own little bundle, and she came with a whole bunch of extra like currency and stuff like that. So I'm like oh, I'll get that one. That's a nice one. And then the mm-hmm. conquest, like the whole like you're playing the matches and stuff like that, and you can. When you buy stuff in the shop from all the cor- the crowns you get from the matches, you can like you finally fill that meter up and you get like the variant of that month. And that one's a Psylocke one, a really good looking Psylocke from uh, Peach. The and Psylocke one is dope. Yeah, the Psylocke one is really really good. Uh, but I'm just trying like I want to get variants of cards I actually use in the game, rather than mm-hmm. just getting variants I'm not going to use ever. Uh, so like I think there's like a Silver Surfer one coming next week, and there's a couple other ones that I'm going to be going for. So I'm super excited to do that. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been actually playing a Marvel's uh, deck recently because you got Miss Marvel out there, so it's like okay, I got Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and Spectrum in there, and I've I've been doing good. I'm, I'm in the 80s now. I mean, to be fair, I started off in the 70s because I was an infinite uh, last month, but it's it's not doing as bad as I thought. Like you got the weekend mission, which is like okay, you do it, win with the this card, you win with this card, you win with this card, you get gold, normal currency, and tokens, uh, and it was all for those Marvel characters. And I there's the first weekend in a long time, if ever, that I've gotten every single one of those weekend missions done because. They're just good cards. Uh, so, yeah. Nice. It's, it's been fun. Snapping's always fun. Uh, playing a new game on the stream. I'm really upset because I didn't get to play it this week because I was gone, but I will be playing it going forward more. Uh, El Paso Elsewhere. This is a nice little indie game. Uh, people who are really enjoy the old, Ma- uh, not Mass Effect, Max Payne games. So mm-hmm. if you like yourself some bullet time, it, the art is kind of the still a same aesthetic too. Um, but instead of you know going through killing drug dealers and you're going through and killing vampires and werewolves and weird puppet shits and it's it's a lot of fun. Soundtrack is fantastic. Uh, gets a little bit metal, but also gets a little bit hip hop. But the uh, all of a the lyrics bust in and it's like they're rapping, but it's like the main character is doing the rap. Yeah. Which I thought was a lot of fun, and uh, it's, that's that's pretty fantastic. It's, it's good. It's, it's a lot better than <laughs> yeah. you would think it would be. The main the main actor in the actual game is like doing a phenomenal job. It's very noir, very nuanced, and he's just he's doing a very very good job with it. Come watch us on yeah, Sunday I, mornings, and you'll be able to see that. But yeah, I was there for that stream. The game has is just oozing style. Yeah, it's really good. One thousand percent. And then if you think of all those like weird trippy Max Payne levels in the first one. Like, once you start going into, like, the horror kind of dimension stuff, like, that is pretty much just all what this game is. Uh, you're taking yeah. an elevator down, going to different levels of hell, cause, or whatever it is, to get to your ex-girlfriend who is Queen of the Vampires or whatever, Draculina or whatever she is. Um, but it's got a nice little fun, like, noir, like, story, like, going in between it. So I, I've been enjoying it a lot. I can't wait to get back to it. Follow us on Sundays. If you, don't miss it, if you miss it on Sundays, I'm putting them up on the YouTubes. So feel free to go there as well. Um, I love when games like know what they are, and they're just like yeah. we're gonna like your girlfriend Draculina. They're just like let's own it. Like we know what we're yep. doing. Just enjoy it and have fun. Well, super owning up to the Max Payne stuff too, because it's like it's that bullet time that you want, and you're actually taking painkillers mm-hmm. to like heal yourself. So it's 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 very much wearing that on their sleeve. Uh, so yep. it's very nice. Um, 
yeah, other than that, that's the only games I really played. Um, I did watch two things. Uh, Loki Season 2 finished up. I don't know if you finished it, Alex. I'm not going to spoil it, even if you did finish it. But love the ending. I was worried about it. I'm watching the finale. I'm like, what are we doing here? And then it wrapped up to do something at the very end. Amazing. Fantastic. Loved every little minute of it. Loki's a very good show. Very good series. So, I have not finished it. And I realized about two weeks ago that I have finally hit my superhero fatigue. Have you? It's finally got to you. It's all it's all sitting there. Or you just don't care. And I can watch any time and I just haven't like the the few episodes I, I'm up to episode four and the episodes I saw were were good. But then there was I think what happened was like I read an article on episode four about how it has one of the most brutal scenes in any Marvel show to date. And I'll spoil it. It's 10 seconds. Sorry. But essentially what happens is they put those like people in a box and the box shrinks smaller and smaller and smaller. But it all happens off screen, right? Sure. But I read this article about, oh, my gosh, how amazing this episode was. And like they're so it's so brutal. And what kind of impact does this have? And then, like, it builds it up, and then you go watch it, and it all happens off scene in three seconds, and there's no noises, there's no drama about You're it. Like, it doesn't even really the affect the character. He's watching its face, yeah. It doesn't even really affect the character that much, and I was so let down. I was like, I think this is the moment where I just, I'm over it. So, if you're worried about being spoiled, I would say you definitely <laughs> need to watch it soon, because, like... I was avoiding yeah, spoilers all I week because I was off in a hotel that did not have any smart apps or anything like that. I'm like, shit. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'm avoiding YouTube altogether because I know I'm, Screen Crush is going to fuck me. Uh, so I'm like avoiding, avoiding, avoiding. And I was on Facebook, like, for some reason, like, a day or two before I got back. And, like, I was just seeing, like, I saw an article. I'm like, nope, keep going, keep going, keep scrolling. I got a little image I saw. I'm like, I don't want to see no anymore. Uh, but you, you will be spoiled if you're worried about that at all. So uh, I'll, I'll need to finish it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the ending is worth it. Ending was 1,000% worth it. Love the ending. Ending's great. Um, okay. Then I went to go see The Marvels with a sister. Mm. Um, really liked it. Really liked it. I mean, if you don't like Alison Bria's Captain Marvel, you're not going to enjoy Alison Bria's Captain Marvel the second time around. It's just... No, Brie Larson. Uh, Brie Larson, I'm sorry. Brie, Brie Larson, Larson, not Alison Brie. Uh, Brie Larson. I would totally be down for Alison Brie's cool. Captain Marvel. I don't know how much I like her yeah, as blonde <laughs> hair, but yeah, maybe. Um, <clears throat> but no, she she's still got the same kind of plain face as go through it a bit but luckily this is not her movie this is the marvels the girl who does spectrum is very good the girl who does miss marvel is phenomenal she's stealing the whole entire fucking movie personality for days very charismatic i was smiling every time she showed up on the, in the movie they're just enjoying every time she's on the, in the show on the movie i like Brie larson anyway is like an actor she's funny as hell anyway so can I ask you the most important question of the whole movie, which is what did you enjoy more, the movie or the end credit scene, which I also had spoiled for me so, because people don't put oh, effing spoiler yeah, alerts. Then in they put articles. the image on the whole thumbnail or the article thing. Yeah, it sucks. So I love the end scene, and I'm not going to spoil it. If you want spoilers, go mm. listen to Two Worlds because they spoil it a little bit. Um, but it's it's fantastic. It's phenomenal. I'm really glad they did that. But I still really like the movie. I really thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Like outside of like watching Captain Marvel, she's having something going on and it's like super heartbreaking and she's kind of staying there. Just the same expression on her face that you've seen the entire past two movies and like tears are coming down her face. I'm like, you're, you're not conveying anything. Like it, maybe it's like the, I think it's just a choice that they made with that Captain Marvel as in like 
this is a tough woman, so therefore she needs to look tough. And her, like, doing one of these when she's crying or something like that may not be tough, which I think is bullshit. But it's maybe that was just a choice that they made. You have not been playing with that squeaky toy for the past two weeks, and this is when you decided to do it? I honestly just don't think that Marvel set Brie Larson up for success. No, they didn't. I think they didn't give her a lot of time to prepare for the role. They brought her into a universe that was already existing and then just said, like, you are the strongest thing in, in this universe. Yeah, you're the MacGuffin. Anytime we need one, we'll, you'll come in flying. You, you are the MacGuffin. And it, and it, and you're Superman, right? Fan. Like, at least Superman, I, I show, I show up wrong, and destroy whatever she needs to, yeah. Kind of, but I mean, like, Thor is almost like Superman in that world. Now she's th- stronger than him. And so, like, that's just, what I mean. Marvel, it's like, yeah, Marvel handled it poorly and then did not help when she got blowback from fans. Marvel also didn't handle the blowback from fans very no. well. So she's never really been set up for success in that. What role. I will say, though, is that when you have interactions with her and the other leads in this in this movie, she does a good job. Mm-hmm. I think her interacting with other people and like being happy and being like just like enjoying her time on the set, I think she really mm-hmm. likes it. And I think she does a good job there. It's just when it comes to the more serious, more tonal scenes and it's just her on the screen, meh. Also, there's an entire planet on here that they go to. If you're a Disney fan, Alex, you're going to really like this movie. Okay. You're going to really like this movie. It's not a Disney Alex character or anything like it. that. It's just like if, if, if yeah. you're a fan of Disney stuff. You like a little like bit of singing it. and dancing, you're gonna like the movie. Allie wants to see it, so sure we'll go. And it's good. to, to what cats. you said, you like I actually, I like the um, the girl that plays Miss Marvel. I her She's show so was good. kind of middling to me, but she was great. No. So she like it is. It's so much fun seeing her and just like seeing her like mm-hmm. her geeking out because a she's just that person in general in real life, and also like her character mm-hmm. is supposed to be that to where she's like super into like the Avengers and Captain Marvel. It's just she does a phenomenal job. Such a great fucking job. Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. It was, it was a good show. I, nice. I was really worried because I wasn't, I wasn't really super into Ant Man, that last Quantum Manium one, mm-hmm. and like Guardians of the Galaxy was good, but it really didn't have anything to do with the rest of like the overall like Marvel universe. Um, so like, mm-hmm. it's nice seeing something that does kind of tie into everything Marvel and kind of sets up for what's happening next kind of deal. Loki kind of wraps up some stuff too about the whole Marvel universe. That's so it's nice to see some of that stuff kind of all coming together finally. And so there's two end credit scenes. Or, and I don't know which one that you're speaking of. I'm assuming it's the. Uh, oh, I'm not going to go into it. But there's it, one. I think I think the one that was spoiled for me was the big, big one. Okay. Well, let's say there's one with Miss Marvel in it also as well. Kamala Khan. That that end credit scene, fantastic. I was so happy. It made me super happy. I think it's one of the best ones since the original like first couple movies. It's it's one of the best end credit scenes. Supposed to set up stuff. It's like awesome, awesome. Yes, I, it got me kind of pumped up for the next couple Marvel movies. So. Which, apparently, I'm only getting one next year, which is going to be Deadpool 3, and then they're going to fucking shove everything that's supposed to be next year all into 2025. There's going to be, like, five movies in 2025. I know. But Too at least much. the, the sag strike is over, so yeah. they can go back to voice recording Spider-Man and everything else. Very excited about that. Yes. I've, I've, been, I've been enjoying the see, like, Christian- uh, everyone from Ahsoka, like, finally being able to post stuff from Ahsoka. <laughs> it's, been, it's, been, it's been fun. Not the act. Christian, I know you, shake, you shook your head when I said the strike is over, and I know to you you're just like, oh, who really cares? But also, like, we don't we don't want to have a t- a period like we had in the '90s, early 2000s, where everything was just reality Bad. TV. We don't want that. No, well, to be fair, I wouldn't watch it anyway. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I it, it wouldn't make a fucking difference to me. But no, I I I think the strike being over is good because the actors got what they deserve yeah, same, sure. thing with, same thing with the writers i was shaking my head at the fucking five movies in one year like 
it, it just I all just, it does is much. make it so that it know I know for a fact that the the problem for me isn't going to get solved and it's not going to go. Meanwhile, you know, we're out here. We're getting this slow drip feed of uh, kaiju stuff, and all of it is fucking bangers so far. So I just I hope that you know, it we, got, we got to talk about this later. Speaking on. I know we, we got to go see the new Monarch one. Yes, minus minus Monarch one. Starts, yep. Yeah, that looks good. That does look good actually, and it looks like it, it looks like they used a model from like the Godzilla movie that happened awesome. a few years ago. Or, it's or very close. it's inspired by then the Gareth Edward. He went and saw the movie. Like he was at the premiere yeah. in Japan, and he came out and said this. He's like, uh, after seeing this, it made me jealous, which is like crazy because he's made mm-hmm. some obviously the other Godzilla. But he said. Uh, this is absolutely in the conversation of goat best That's what he wanted to make if he was allowed to make what he wanted to make kind of deal. yeah but like no he got to make well, so a hollywood version with with your kaiju stuff too monarch uh I so the, which i can't wait for it's be great that that's that happens on friday yep yeah, i know so. i'm excited mm-hmm. yeah you're good yeah. Who knows? Funny. If you made stuff good, people would show up. Anyway. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> you could revitalize an entire series that died decades ago over here in the in the West. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Right. And the thing that kills people me, like and, watching good me, t- media. Who knew? Let, let me get off. Let me get off my soap. I'll say this one thing. I'll get off my soapbox. But again, like you don't have to make the most serious shit. Like. King Kong and Godzilla going underground to like this world that exists within a world, just like beating the shit. Like it's fun. It's fucking sweet. It's fun. It's who cares? It's fun. And it's Alex being proved wrong that Kong was gonna win and he lost. Mm. Everybody loves that. It's all a good story. <laughs> no, I seriously, for me, like I, I, I got really like down on on media in general when so because when we were in Denver, obviously you're up in the mountains, so it's like you know, signal is spotty at best. And so like they had their little, like the satellite cable or whatever. And, and, um, but a lot of the connection for like any apps in the Airbnb we were in was like, you know, for like Netflix, YouTube, whatever. It was pretty rough. Like there would be, if you let a video sit and buffer for a little bit, it would go. But for the most part, it was a little spotty. Um, and so I was like scrolling through, there was one night where a basketball game was on. So I was like, perfect. I'll watch a basketball game. So we did that, and it was fine, but then we're looking through, and, like, you look at what the state of the offering is on cable today, and you're just like, oh, like, not only only is it brutal, but, like, most channels, if they're not showing movies, like, you know, like a TNT or whatever, will be like, we're playing Rush Hour 1, 2, and 3 Mm back-to-back, because we gotta fill the fucking slots, so that's what we're doing. And you're like, okay, that's fine, those are good movies, I I can get down with that. But then, like... I saw, like, you know, it's, like, the 85th spinoff of Real World or Road Rulers or whatever the fuck, and it's, like, Real World Ultimate Island Challenge Edition, and then it's a bunch of, a veritable who's who of who gives a fuck of reality TV stars. I'm surprised that was even on for you, because any time I've ever gone past MTV, it's Rob Dyrdek's channel. Like, that's all it is for, like, 37 hours. It's just, like... Yes, it's just ridiculousness. (laughs) And don't get me wrong... I, if there is something that Ridiculous is great for, it is background noise. Like, if you just turn that yeah, on sure. and watch people slam on skate or whatever, I'm down. 
But the the show that I saw that really like made me irritated about the state of just where we are at as far as entertainment was um it was on MTV and it was that uh, it's like Catfish or something like that sure. where mm-hmm. they find people who have fallen for catfishing scams where somebody is pretending to be what they're not fake relationships secret family the whole thing and they basically follow this person around. And put a camera in their face and are basic in the nicest way possible. They're like, so you're the dumbass who fell for a Facebook relationship. You've never met this person. You've given them $3,000 already, blah, blah, blah. You know, let's help you figure this out. Like, and we'll, we'll confront this person. And then they message the person, they, they, you know, do their cyber sleuthing and all the other stuff. And then they finally comes and it's like, all right, now we're going to unmet who, who is this person really? And it's always every single time without fail. It's like some muscle bound, a God, like Adonis that this person is posing as. And then it comes out to be just like a doughy, regularly, a regular American. And who's just like, I knew what I was doing was wrong, but I mean... I don't know, I just was lonely, and I had other stuff going on, and I didn't think it would go this far, but I really like this person, but I know, I don't have enough self-confidence to actually like put myself out there, and this person would have never liked me anyways, and then it cuts to the person who was getting scammed will um, inevitably bawl their eyes out because they're frustrated with themselves because they are on global TV getting blown the fuck up live, basically being like, look at what an idiot you are. And so they'll like run and start crying. And then the cameras are like, chaser, chaser, chaser. And they start, you know, fucking sprinting after putting the camera. Like, so what's, you know, what's going on? And they'll put their arm around and be like, I know it sucks. It's really hard. But like, you know, how are you feeling? What are you feeling right now? And all of this stuff, I'm just sitting there. And I'm like, is this really where we're at? Like, this is what's, this is what's hot in the streets right now. Like, this is what people are so, watching. I was like, so, so mad. I was like, why does somebody want to watch this horribly, like, like, and I'm not even upset at the service that's being provided, right? Because, like, obviously scammers need to get caught and, and mm-hmm. like, blown up. Like, but, like, you don't need to do it at the expense of the person. Like, it's, it's so weird. And, like. So can I derail you for a second? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not even I, on the rails we, at this point. No, no, We're, no, no. Because I haven't had a chance. We haven't talked about this, but. Now you need to know. And typically, we don't really talk too much too much about family on the pod. But I'm gonna I'm gonna break that rule and talk about my family really quick. Okay. Oh boy. <sighs> so I'm talking to some family uh, that I haven't talked to in a couple of weeks. The other day, and we're talking about another family member of ours, extended family member, who apparently is in a Facebook relationship. Word and word, and they are older. They lost their significant other. Uh, quite a few years ago, so I'm sure there's some loneliness playing. But they are, uh, they are currently talking to somebody that they have, that is probably 20 to 30 years their junior. And this person, the way they met is this person started sending um, lip sync videos. So like, you know, just almost essentially like TikToks, right? Yes. On Facebook, but this person is convinced that like it's actually the person singing like they're singing to me and so on to the point where the person I was talking to was like Alex it's not even always a guy's voice like sometimes it's a woman's voice 
but they still say like it's them and they've gone through and they've showed like look at all these profiles with this person on it like they're doing this to a lot of people and that person's convinced that like this is the only this is the real one right like they're talking to the real one and so far they say no exchange of money has been given but like they they were supposed to come in and see them uh, a couple months ago because plot twist this month they're supposed to get married because they've been i guess talking for a few months online now right so i guess the last time they were trying to come in they couldn't because on the way in they got in a car wreck and the car wreck led them in the hospital landed them in the hospital which is what hey look look situations man i can't control somebody hitting me what do you want me to do right right so so last i heard on this phone call this is about four or five days ago it's so funny because this is the second time catfishing has organically come up in a conversation not by me in like the past week that led it anyway um so they were supposed to come in a couple days after that phone call i need to follow up and see what happened right but like because everybody's like hey if they come in we'll all eat crow like i guess it's on us let us meet this person right they they won't but of course, they, well, of course they won't. And I'm sure if they would, if I would have got a text message immediately. But like they didn't, right? But like it's to the point where they're cutting off family members. Like they don't want to talk to anybody about it because mm-hmm. like you can't tell me this isn't the person that I'm. It's in not real, sort yeah. of thing. Bro, it is. Man, it is nuts. And the comment that was made to me was like, per- people of a certain age should be on social media. And I was just like, no, nobody should be on social media. This, this is the answer. Yep, no, that you're is advertising the answer. something, you don't need to be on social media. I know this is like a really old person thing, and I'm trying not to ass. fall. In, I'm not trying to fall into the trap of because, like, you know, we all, we the three of us grew up in the '90s, so obviously yeah. we're very partial to that. And if somebody were to ask us, we'd be like, "Yes, the '90s were the best. Go fuck yourself." There's nothing. There's it's never been better than then. Right. I don't want to fall <laughs> in that trap because people who were born in the '80s feel the same way, or raised in the '80s, you know, '70s, whatever, blah blah blah. Sure. But there, I think genuinely we were better off with before the advent of like you know internet 3.0 with with social media or 2.0 like internet pre-social media versus post-social media is a completely different hellscape and i want i want to remove it i'm done it's it's bad we the experiment we tried it it doesn't work get it (laughs) off it's the worst thing that's ever happened like if I, I would press the button tomorrow, I would if like I have just like see ya, boom, and blow it up, and like I mean, this is even somebody who like we all the three of us we send each other fucking Instagram reels all the time of dumb stupid videos, and don't get me wrong, I would miss that, but I would just go back to sending my friends links to videos of funny yeah. things that I found and sharing it that way yeah. and being done. <laughs> I would sooner have a fucking met like a message board account. Give me back Usenet. I'll go back and I'll do that instead because it's better. Like I just, whatever. Either way, um, yeah. I don't know. I that that whole thing is gross. Many blessings to your family member. I hope they get it figured out. I that sucks. It's not fun to deal with. Allie, Allie asked me. She was like, I didn't even think about it. She goes, so no money's been given. I was like, no. And she goes, well. Are they sending, like, birthday presents? Have they asked, like, hey, when's your birthday? I want to send you something. Or if they're coming to visit, they're getting your address. Like, all of these things, you know this. You're in cybersecurity, right? All these things could easily be used to steal your identity. Like, you don't have to take money. Never, ever, 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 ever share details of Mm -hmm. anything on the internet. Do not post it. Don't put your address in your Facebook or anything. You don't need to do it. There's no reason to do it. Don't do it. Mm -hmm. So, anyway. So. Real quick, You're, before my week's yeah. over, 
<laughs> I have one last game I almost forgot about. A uh, little game called Headbangers. If y'all have oh, seen this, right. this is like Fall Guys, but they're pigeons or ducks or whatever. And uh, it's like Fall Guys, but rhythm games. Yeah. So you got like three to four stages, and then you got like random rhythm games that happen in between those two. Yeah, it was a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah. Like I got AOL account to play a little bit with me the other day, and he played it all the next day too as well. So it's it's a lot of fun. <clears throat> if you're good at rhythm games, you'll like it a lot. Um, I'm not super great at rhythm games, uh, but I did have a lot of fun with it. So I, I do want to try it one of these time. nights. <clears throat> it's on Game Pass for free, so. Yeah. Their, their website says, become a master headbanger, and all I can think is, with the goofiness of the game, you miss the opportunity to just say, become a master banger, which is way funnier when said quickly. So it's... <laughs> you don't really do heart, a lot of headbanging. Because at the heart of every man is a 12-year-old. Yeah. So. True. We don't grow up, we just grow old. Yeah, <laughs> yep. that's my yes. week. Christian, how's your week? All right, um, so I'll I'll go fast. Uh, so I finished cassette piece. Yes. So actually, for when I said that, I because we I was talking about all the games that are coming out and that I have to play and all this other stuff. Yeah, we had that so I sent like that really shitty JPEG of Bugs Bunny with the pistol, like as a Godfather, and it's like really, but it's like I got to go back to the old me. Um, <laughs> And so uh, I have in in fact I have finished three games this week. So there you go. Uh, I finished Cassette Beast. Okay. Um, and uh, I there's a lot that I want to talk about, but I'll save it for Game of the Year because most of it is spoilers. I'm gonna try to get that. Um, aren't you playing? Aren't you playing that too? Soon, soon. What? I want to finish El Paso elsewhere oh. before I start Cassette Beast. Yeah. Gotcha. I thought Preston um, was playing it as well. I'm saving. I'm saving the DLC. But if Preston, if you get, we can go through the DLC together yes. and do co-op. I'm Good. totally down. I'm gonna be playing. Um, it is. Uh, it's on the list. Is, is basically on, what I'll say. That's on Switch. Yes. Yep. It's on everything. It's on everything. It is okay. on everything. It is on everything. Do they like um, crossplay? I don't know. We'll check that before I get it. Okay. Yeah, I have it on Steam. Your computer will totally run it. No, I'm um, sure it would. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, you'll have to check, we'll check uh, about crossplay. But so it's 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 on my list. Like when I finished it, it was it's it's a lot more than just like you know a a Pokemon game. It is mm-hmm. like because at first that's what it sort of seems like. You're just like, oh, it's somebody else's take on Pokemon, and that's and uh, honestly that's fine since we don't really get that much quality from Game Freak anyway. Um, but they end up going in a completely, by the end of it, it becomes its own thing. And it's just like, oh, this is just your own game in this genre. Like, you are not, you're not trying to bite on Pokemon at all. It is, it, it's like the, it's like the difference between like Resident Evil and like Dead Space. Like, you guys are both survival horror games, but you're just different games. This, that's what it ends up becoming. Um, and I, it was fantastic. Like I loved every single second of it. The coolest thing that they do is they do. So they do like gym battles, like the same way that Pokemon would, except it's completely divorced from the main story. Like it doesn't matter. It's just like a, a thing to do. Like it's a separate like quest and you can do them in any order. Like I, you can just like bounce around and grab like you just find these people out in the world and whatever and you fight them um but the actual bosses of the game for the story are these weird like eldritch beings that 
look like they are persona bosses. Like they are so weird and like that's fucked cool. up looking. Yeah, a couple of them now, yeah. And um, so you, but you play against them. Like their art style is even completely different than everything else in the game to show that they're not from that like plane of existence. It works super well. It's really cool. The premise of the game, for those who don't know, is you were in the real world, quote unquote. Like you were in your world, and then you just woke up on the beach of this random place. And you find out that a bunch of other people also have that same experience and that you're in this in-between sort of weird pocket dimension. And your like goal is to either get back or figure it out or whatever, right? Um, and then it just sort of unfolds from there. It's fantastic. I loved every single second of it. Um, it How long yeah. did it take you? How long of the game was it? Let me... While you're looking it up, just... uh, multiplayer is not out yet. It's only local co-op. Uh, there's a yeah. multiplayer update that's going to come. Nothing said about crossplay yet. Okay, cool. Um, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Set beast. Uh, 20 hours. That's not awful. No, and that's with me doing a lot. Like, it has 123 achievements, and I have 81 of them. Mm -hmm. um, so that was with me. Like, I was... I. I got most of what was in there. There's a couple quests that I didn't go back and do, but for the most part, I got it all done. Um, and then that's minus the DLC, too. I didn't do the DLC because I'm saving it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I finished that. That was really good. Um, uh, tons more to say on it, but it's all spoilery, and I'll just open to save that for Game of the Year. Um, I finished Tears of the Kingdom. Hey! Nice. So, okay. yep, so I went and finished that. Um, getting, stuff, getting stuff done for the end of the year conversation. I uh, appreciate I'm it. Doing things, <laughs> doing things. Uh, so that game is it's good. I I really I have such a hard and I, Alex, we were talking about this, and I don't I won't go into spoilers because I know we're obviously going to be talking about it, it for the game of the year. Up. But yeah, yeah. Um, so I have some. Most of my nitpicks have to do with some of the story and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, man, the sandbox that they built in that game is just wild. Like, the shit mm -hmm. that you can do in it and how you can decide to solve certain things or get around certain things is, is awesome. Um, I, personally, I think that between this and Elden Ring are... An, this is as big as video like as far as those two examples that is as big as video games should get this should that not was my, I, that was my complaint back when i played it it's big no it's big. your your complaint was that you thought the side stuff was boring and you didn't want to go do it and you were trying to finish it fast no i know no, but it's it's a big ass like the map itself is just it's it's a big ass game well so yeah, the the thing that I have my problem with it, and this it's the same thing that I have with Elden Ring, is that I think I don't have a problem with games having as much content as those have. My mm -hmm. problem is that it's especially in in Zelda, um, Elden Ring to a lesser degree because they use a bunch of repeated content, which is a whole other problem. But with Zelda, I my problem is like. There's so much space that just doesn't get used, and they, like, when you're, when you finally get to content, 
you're like, this is dope, but there's so many times that you will miss content because it's so spread out that you just don't, like you will, and, uh, you know, inadvertently, you will just walk past it. Um, but in general, I, I really liked it. I don't know where it would fall as far as like, like a Zelda ranking. I still need, because the problem is, is like if I'm going based off of like a narrative and how much I was invested in like the world and how much I cared about what was going on, I would need some more time to marinate on it. I don't know where it would fall, but mechanically speaking, it's fucking awesome. Like I, I think it's great. I will say, and I felt this way about a little bit in some degree with like other games too, but it's like, I don't know what you're going to do from here as far as to like justify another sequel or justify like the next game. Like I think you sort of, they've sort of backed themselves into a corner that I don't know how they're going to get out of, which is like, you can't, because of story, I think you can't do another like sequel in this universe and have it make any sort of sense, at least narratively, in my opinion. But that being said, if you start a new timeline or a new game in a different timeline or whatever, because they have so many of them, I I don't know that you'll ever be able to, if you try to do something new, I don't know that you'll ever top this, mechanically speaking. like building all these different creations and doing all these things and getting things to work and just like using it to get around and do all these other things. I legitimately, nothing that you will do will be as good or as fun as that system is. And so you would have to bring that system into whatever new story that you're creating and sort of just try to figure out a way to justify it, I guess, to like, so to can I throw both of you a question yeah. and sure. hear your answer on this? So, with that, to your point, Christian, you don't know what you would do from here. Is this now the time that you as Nintendo, and let me finish this question before you just jump in. Is this now the time that you think about possibly coming out with a game that changes protagonist, even if that protagonist is Zelda? Is this now the time you do it? Because I think we're approaching that time that Nintendo is doing things they haven't done before. Play a Zelda game where like you play a Zelda? A nap announcing a live action Nintendo like Zelda movie, which I think is completely unnecessary and doomed to fail. But um say because no because for different reasons. Nobody will no yes, nobody will ever be happy, right? So anyway, if they're willing to step outside the box, do you think this is also the moment they're willing to change the approach of these games and look at a different protagonist or look at something completely different for Zelda? I think I sure. I think they have two really big options that I think they should go for. They can do whatever they want to because they're fucking Nintendo and they'll be crazy and weird and different. But you could just go back to like your older school style or you could do what I think that they should do is go back to one of your older games and remaster them. So like take a new graphics engine, everything like that, and slap it onto something like a Ocarina of Time. Something that is fairly dated like as far an, as Like an Ocarina and Unreal. Yeah. And it, essentially, yeah. Essentially, you, get, you get those older games, but you, you refresh them. You make them look better. You let them look mm-hmm. newer. Uh, you kind of do that. I think that they could easily do something like that or just have something like a sequel to Ocarina or a sequel to something else. It's kind of because Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom is essentially a sequel to Breath of the Wild, Wild right? 
Like it's oh, it's, it's like it is one hundred percent direct. It is a direct sequel. So like you could always mm-hmm. you could do you could do Wind Waker two. You could do all sorts of crazy shit to like just go they off of those that. other ones. Um, I think they could do something like that. I honestly, I have no idea what they'll do. They'll probably just well, do so. It I guess, I guess, Preston, my question is, isn't what could they do? I'm asking, like, do you think they will? They announced a movie. It's something we never thought they would do before, but now they have. Do you think now is when they will go a different direction and start to change up the formulaicness of? They could. One hundred percent could. Yeah. I don't think they will, but I think they should. I think, like, I would love for you to just blow up Zelda and do something different. Regardless of whatever fans that, because like, even for me, I think the only way that you can get away from dealing with having to like, it's like the 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 trails uh, conversation that I had with you guys a lot a while back, where trails second chapter in the Sky series, trail the second chapter is one of if not like the best JRPGs that has ever been made, right? Mm-hmm. You can't. It would be really hard to follow that up. And have to deal with it if you just were like, okay, we're going to do everything the same mechanically, but here's a different story or whatever. Like, it would become a little long in the tooth and be like, okay, I don't know that I can be in for another 80-hour fucking thing with all this stuff on it, right? So what do they do? They pivot completely and they're like, nope, we're fucking switching everything and it's going to go like way out of left field. and But it's going to tie off all the story in a weird way and it's going to boom and here you go. Changing all of that makes it so that you're like, oh, okay, cool. I don't have to worry about this competition because I'm I'm... I'm going to play a different game, right? Like, that's basically... And so it ends up hitting people a lot better by being like, okay, cool. I don't even have to worry about being compared to the sequel because it'll be different. So, I personally, I think that's the way to go because you don't... Again, mechanically, you're not beating this game. Like, the sandbox that it's built in is similar to the sandbox of stuff that's in Baldur's Gate 3. And again, I... Now, I mean, Larian has the rights to it, so if they if another Baldur's Gate game happens, it'll be with Larian, right? But say, God forbid, Larian goes under and somebody else buys the rights to Baldur's Gate, I would, I mean, I would not envy the person who has to try to follow up Baldur's Gate three and try to figure out a way to improve upon that game, right? Like it's just, I mean, good fucking luck, like. Yeah. And it's the same thing, I, like people, dude. The things people create in a Zelda game. my mind would have never even thought about like don't even pop in my head and then you see these like machines of death people build which are like both equally funny but also like show a legit like you must be an engineer because the legitimate like blueprints that you had to think of in your head to build this is so incredible and that's part of the thing that i think is like the problem right is like so the reason that Tears of the Kingdom works as a sequel is because Breath of the Wild happened and everybody saw all of the crazy videos that came primarily out of Japan that came from the weird physics things that people had to jerry-rig to end up cr- basically doing things that Tears of the Kingdom allows you to do natively. But there was like, remember like people would do like, there was the weird power in Breath of the Wild where you like, you could store momentum in an object, right? So people would figure out a ways to have those physics things collide to launch Link, you know, halfway across the fucking map and then they would do crazy trick shots and, you know, all the different stuff, right? So Nintendo saw, sees that and says like, oh, what if we just leaned into this and actually made that part of the game, right? Like, what if we, what if we did something like that? And obviously, 
boom, it works, right? People are like, oh my God, this is, this is what I wanted in Breath of the Wild, and now I can do it here. The problem is, is that people are just using the systems as intended in Tears of the Kingdom, so there's nothing to draw on for whatever the sequel would be. Like, I don't know, you would just have to give people the same powers again, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe an addition of a new one, and then another story like the same story but the problem is is with the story it wouldn't even make any sense like i don't you just got to blow it up and start over that's what i think but who who knows what they'll actually do um so but yeah so i finished that it was good um i the next game that i finished was uh edf5 oh so we finished it yes so uh it was it was when you were driving back actually so that night we ended up finishing it um but uh man that game ends just as crazy as we get like there's you know preston shared some of the clips on there of um some of the random stuff that happened in edf they literally uh end it with your you know obviously it's aliens and it's invading earth and you gotta defend it there's like this giant mothership that shows up you you blow up the mothership and then this like Evangelion angel drops out of it, and that's like who was piloting the ship the entire time. So then the final boss fight is you just fighting this fucking crazy looking thing. Um, it was really fun. It's super campy. I highly recommend it for people, especially if it when it's because it goes on sale quite often. Um, a lot of bang for your buck. There's like 111 missions out of it, which is crazy. Some of them go quick. Some of them are a little longer. Um, but yeah, it's really fun, super dumb. Like, if you are ever in the mood, like, if you're thinking to yourself, like, I like Starship Troopers, I wish something was, like, would emulate that, this is that. EDF is just like a good Starship Troopers video game. Yeah, yeah, and especially in co-op. Um, yeah, so, so finish that, it was good. Um, and then, uh, I have started playing two games. Um, so I'm playing Like Dragon Gaiden, which is what Alex was talking about there. And then I also have started playing Alan Wake 2. Um, and the reason that I'm switching between those two is because, like I've mentioned here, I live in a fishbowl. And so a game that is as dark as Alan Wake 2, I physically can't play during the day. Um, it's impossible. Mm -hmm. I can't see anything on my TV and it looks just like nothing. There's nothing I can do. Um, so I can only play that at night. Uh, so I have Like a Dragon Gaiden for when, uh, it, the sun is out and I want to play a video game. Um, so there's those and then, uh, more, I, I played 14 with Alex. Um, go. we, we, uh, did the, got him caught up on the new raids. Um, and I did some of the Fall Guys stuff? event yeah. before he did the Fall Guys event. It's yep, fun. Yep. It's good. It's great. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> um, Alex, I don't, did you listen to the episode when you were gone? That we had when you oh, were Oh, our episode? Yeah. 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 So Travis, I, if you heard, he confirmed he's going to, he's going to skip. He's going to pay for the skip and play. He told, uh, he told me before he hopped on the podcast. He's like, oh, we'll see what they say. I was like, yeah, we'll see. Um, at this point, man, I just want to play the content. I'm like getting. I agree. I'm, I'm like, I even said in the episode, I, I was going to confront him about it then. And he was already like. He already had it locked and loaded, ready to go. Or he's like, "I'm gonna just pay for the skip so we can play." And I was like, "Honestly, I don't even care at this point. Like, I just watch the story and don't like don't ruin it for yourself, right? Like, go watch the story before you do it so that you're caught mm-hmm. up because it'll catch him all. He'll still have to play through all of Endwalker. Um, but 
Yeah, I I just want to I want to play that fucking con. The new variant dungeon is out. I was watching people do savage runs of it the other day, and I was just like, mother fucker! I just want to fucking do this content. Um, <sighs> what happens when things get so tough? You need like real people to play with consistently, and uh, we don't have friends. Well, and the problem <laughs> is, is that there's it's not it's it's that, but also like, you know. A lot of people in this situation would get what is known as like a static, which is just like a group of people that meet up on a certain day, on a certain day, and they always run it, right? Problem is, is that Alex and I have what is called a life, and we can't do that. And so um, it, it's no. very ad hoc when we're able to do it, right? And so like, I don't have a problem sitting in fucking party finder and like waiting it out and trying to get it done that way right like i on the days that i have available we can we can do that but there's some content that's four-man content that alex and i are like we just need two fucking other people to do this for us. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. that's it like that's, that's it. all that's and it. and so <laughs> yes it's just there's so many drops and mountain things and gear and i'm just like motherfucker i just want to do it but uh, I think I saw Preston making a face at me earlier, so I feel like I missed something no. in the games that I was listening. When I was talking about Alan Wake, you were going like I this, was, like I'm and keep on waiting for you to drop the Star Wars Jedi Survivor, or yeah. No, that is gonna happen. That is that is I next. Know it's and I actually, happen. I was, I was so, thinking you were gonna say you're gonna play that and surprise me. So I was kind of waiting. No, that, that is actually no, so. Okay. My surprise okay. is that that's next. So. Whichever, either Like a Dragon or, or Alan Wake, whichever one I finish. Up, yeah. Star Wars okay. going in, because and I'm going to play that before Spider-Man, mostly because... I told I told you to do that, too. I, yeah. In my opinion, I think Star Wars a little better. I but apparently, according to all the awards that Spider-Man's God, nominated for, sure. like, I am very wrong in that consensus. Well, we all got different opinions, but also, it, we are thinking about doing a stream we'll see if we do it or not but possibly i don't know if we're gonna watch it by ourselves or if we're gonna actually gonna stream it but we're, we're definitely that would be fun hours. yeah um yeah mm-hmm. was that your week that is it yeah or we continue on real quick last minute comment um on the youtubes from mr odin Allfather. Um, oh on the Nintendo one he, he got his Nintendo comment in there he's like hey what's your email address for so I can send my Nintendo comment I'm like Feel free to put it on YouTube. I'll pull it up here. Just get it's, it done with the next. Like, it's just minutes. gonna be a photo of him, just like no smacking me at a GIF. It's just <laughs> what it is. So there we go. He says, "To say Nintendo doesn't make silly splashes is silly. A new Mario or Zelda isn't playing it safe. All you talk about, all of you talk about how great, not good or fine, each one is. They're great games." We don't go to Nintendo for graphics. We go to Nintendo for an Italian plubber drop-kicking turtles. I don't need to see the pores in Mario's nose. Nobody has seen Nintendo as a graphical powerhouse in like one to two decades. I don't think it's fair to make that a big argument. LOZ, Legend of Zelda, take me a second, always (laughs) looks great. I will agree that if they do it for Zelda, they should do it for Pokemon, etc. My favorite well, console not- is the GameCube, despite Alex roasting me for still playing it too. Definitely need a good online service. Definitely need better hardware. Lastly, my biggest beef is the lack of old games on the eShop slash Nintendo online subscription. 
why aren't all the old Pokemon slash Fire Emblem slash whatever other games on there? It shouldn't be in waves every quarter. They should shut down any emulation of their old games. They shut down any emulation of their old games, just make them available, and we won't emulate. And, well, not only that, I'll even go one step further. I think it's bullshit that we've paid for those classic games either through the 3DS or the Wii or the Wii U or the whatever the fuck. And none of those purchases come forward with you. And every Mm -hmm. single time, people still show up and shovel Nintendo money to be like, I'll pay for Ocarina of Time for the 18th fucking time. It's ridiculous. I There is a reason... And I'm, I'm being very careful here. There is a reason that people emulate Nintendo stuff and that the sentiment out in the world is it's always morally okay to emulate Nintendo stuff. And it's, it, it's for that reason. They constantly try to bend over fucking customers when it's just like, dude, just let these purchases follow. With, like, I, dude, I'm telling you, if... Whatever the next iteration of the Switch is, or whatever the next Nintendo console is, if those Switch purchases do not come with you, and you are fucked from playing them, I think it should be time for people to stop purchasing Nintendo products. I think there'll be some backlash on there with PlayStation and Xbox getting. There's not backlash. There wasn't stuff. Nintendo almost has to do it. They didn't care about Wii to Wii U. They said, get fucked. This this whole generation, I feel, is completely different. Once you went from PS4 to PS5, and all those games kind of working on both, it's. But you, it's going to be hard for them to not do it. But again, it's Nintendo. And, and it's they just, might do whatever they want. Will, will, will it be? Because then, they just look again, over at you paying knows? however much a month for their online the service. The only thing that will carry over wait. could possibly be just the old console stuff. That could be possibly the only thing carrying over, but you're still going to have to pay subscription for it. The, the only thing I'll add to this is I don't... <laughs> I don't recall <laughs> so mad. roasting Jake about the GameCube. I'm not saying I didn't. Because I do just like to just <laughs> shithouse around like that, right? So it's totally possible, but I don't recall it. <laughs> I don't remember that either, Again, but I, I was in a blinding rage when I was typing those comments, so I, don't, I could have missed it. But I mean, it, may, it might have been referring to a different time, too. And if so, I'm sure I was just, like, taking the piss or whatever, sure, you know, just yeah. making, messing with them. Because I don't truly mean that. Um, so I'm not saying it didn't happen. probably did. Appreciate the comment. <laughs> and before yes. I forget, thank you again, Travis, for hosting for us for two weeks. We appreciate two episode hosts. So, yeah. Yeah, the Travis takeover. Travis takeover was nice. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right. Well, with that, yes. it, is, uh, it is time, Christian, it is time. for you to walk us through um, what I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. It's time to talk about, uh, to finish Metro Last Light, man. So... Um, we are going to be talking about uh, The Crossing, Bridge, Depot, The Dead City, Red Square, The Garden, Polis, and D6. That is where the, the final chapters of the game. A, a couple of those actually yeah. were they did. right on the they wiki. Did. A few of them were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. So, yeah, so it opens with the same scene that we that we left out on, right? So we hold, we're holding the, the Dark One child in our arms, and we're, we're coming out of the, the wreckage of the train. Um... I'm going to go through these first three sections because it's all that one sure. giant outworld yeah. or outside mm-hmm. segment, mm-hmm. and then when we get to uh, the dead city is when I'll um, when I'll pause for some thoughts. So, but yeah, so you walk out uh, and you're holding the dark one child in your arms, and um, the child is like, you know, 
basically, you know, thanks for saving me, blah, blah, blah. Let's, you know, it, and then it starts to talk about what it's, like, what the, what the plan is to go from here, right? So it's going to follow you. We're going to get back and we're going to, we're going to figure, figure out what's going on in this crazy world. Um, so, uh, as your, your RTM ends up saying something along the lines of like, I'm just going to try to protect it and we're going to, I'm going to bring it to con where it, we're supposed to meet up and I'm going to try to, you know, we'll, we'll figure this out. We're going to meet back up with con. So as you're doing that, you are making your way through, um, obviously the surface and, uh, you start to get some very interesting uh, powers from the little guy. So he is able to, he sort of provides you with what ends up being, I guess, like infrared vision. So where you can see the, like the enemies and stuff that are hiding. But um, he is, it's like intent meter. So he's like, he's showing you things. He's like, here's where they're based. But he's like, also, this is, like the color of their their aura essentially so like green they're chill yellow is they're pretty nervous and they're not particularly stoked about what's going on right now and red is they're hostile right they're 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 enemies and so um he basically shows like the uh nosolysis or whatever and they're sitting there like as you walk up basically on this little, like little trench they're sitting there and they've got like this, he, the heat map shows up and you start shooting a couple of them and then they all start running. They're like, either like, oh, they're, they're terrified now that you can see them. They weren't under the impression that you'd be able to see them and now they're scared, right? So they all run. Um, so as you're running through uh, trying to make your way uh, through this section to the depot, um, he, you're, you end up going through one of the subway trains and he's like, um, he make the, the child makes some comment about you wearing clothes and he's like, every, all of you wear clothes. He's like, I think I want to start wearing clothes. And he pops up and he is definitely in stolen children's clothes that he lifted off of a body. Just a freaking rain jacket and rain boots. And it's just like straight well, that's, up. That's later. That's part yeah. of his disguise. But his regular is like, like it's regular like pants and he's got like the little scarf mm -hmm. and like some stuff. And he's sitting there, and he's like, "Wait, what do you think?" And you're like, "You just stole that off a dead child." Like, I don't know this. I don't know how I feel about this. Um, but you get through. You're going through part of the uh, the. It, it must be like a lake or a river or what. But it's all frozen, right? So you're running through, um, and as soon as you start, as soon as you land on the frozen river part, all of it starts to crumble underneath you, which is a blast. Mm -hmm. So I don't know about you guys, and we'll we can talk about it in your experience when we get there, but. Um, I just sprinted. I was like, I'm not fucking fighting anybody. I'm not doing this because I'm tired of falling in this goddamn water. So I'm just going to run. Um, so I skipped through all these things. And um, once you get through there, there, like you end up crossing over into a hill. And that takes you over to uh, what the game calls the bridge section. Um, so as you cross up, there's like this giant sort of, it looks like a sky bridge of some kind. Um, and you need to cross it, and there are all sorts of fun uh, nosalises and flying ones that are uh, hanging out waiting for you. And so, now this is a section that I'm not sure if you could do anything about it, but halfway through the section, you get to like a zip line, 
and you start scrolling down it, and there's a flying one that's like zooming in and out and sort of chasing you along with you. I don't know if you can kill. The, I don't they think give so. You the ability to use a gun. So is this? Is this just immersion to be like, okay, you're trying to stop them to make you feel stop like it. you can do something? I, that, yeah, I shot it. Nothing happened. Yeah. Like punches. Yeah, I shot a bunch. I couldn't kill it. It ends up grabbing onto part of the the wiring and shoot, which just makes me think that you can't kill it. But then it's like, why let you shoot it in the first place? But um, to your point, maybe it's immersion. I don't know. But um, so he it ends up chewing halfway through the the uh, the line, and it sends you flying to the other side, and you crash land. Um, little guy helps you up. And you take a ladder, and then you just basically keep going on your way down through the bridge. Um, and this brings us to the depot. Um, so this is, as you're going through, you, you run into a couple rangers who, and I don't even know if they're rangers, but they might just be like um, like independent, like civilians, but they were sitting on this opposite side, and they're getting ready to leave. Um they're trying to escape because there's a bunch of communists on the other side. Um, but they give you like this little quick spot to fill up on all your supplies, do what you need to do. And then as you land in this section, the, the child lets you know like, oh, hey, uh, everybody in here wants to kill you. Like just as a, just as a heads up. So I'll show them to you. Um, but it's, it's a bad day. Everybody in here wants to kill you. Um, and as you go through this section, so basically the whole thing is just complete stealth. Uh, and you well. get... Oh. You can he said, well. Well. <laughs> well, it's encouraged yes, very clearly that it wants you to do stealth, yes. but you can do whatever you want. Um, so you can get through that section. I ended up actually, I think I'm... I think I got an achievement for it. Um, I know I got a morality like point or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I made it through. I didn't have. I didn't get caught at all. I was. There was a couple people that I knifed to get out of my way, um, or a couple people that I knocked out uh, when they got too close. But for the most part, um, I just. I found. I got lucky. I found the right path. I just walked right through it and just sort of skirted by everybody. Um, and, what'd you say, Alex? Oh, I didn't say anything. Didn't say anything. Oh, for, I okay. I must. I don't know. I thought I heard something pop up. Nope. Either way, um, so you make your way through this entire depot, and it spits you out in the middle of what I assume to be the heart of Moscow, but they're calling it the Dead City. I believe that is the case. I don't actually know that to be true or not. I believe that is what. Uh, the section that you end up finding yourself in because you're trying to get on the way to you're you're, you're trying to get to polis yeah. essentially in general to be part of the peace talks that happen later so i'll pause here though so that 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 ends the giant sort of like combat section of the, of the outside um because the, the dead city gets into some more weirder mm -hmm. psychological thing that they that they tend to do but uh or they, actually they didn't really do that much of it in this game but i'm happy it was Towards the back half, they got into it a little bit more. Um, but yeah, so how did that section go for you guys? How are you feeling? We took a little bit of break from this game, so. Um, so I, I was trying to take any notes as you were talking through that, like what stuck out to me. I, as I always do in this game, whenever you're out in the open field, if they're not human beings, 
I'm sprinting everywhere. It doesn't matter if it's ice or not. Like, just get me to the next point as quick as possible because I'm not fighting with these things out and about. Um, I did really well in the stealth section, so the bridge, like, <laughs> I was, I, dude, I was, I was stealthing everything in the bridge. Um, one shot, like headshots, no big deal. Then after the they bite the bite the zipline, you fall. You then have to sneak through a couple of more or kill them. Dude, I went to knife one of them, and it moved last second, and I missed it by one inch. And everybody was like, he's here! Mm-hmm. And not only was it a firefight, but it was the most annoying firefight. Because I, I, it took me forever to realize the two on the pillars that would send out these sonic shocks yeah. at you and would just, like, stun you. And I was getting... I killed everything, but I was, like, so pissed. So when I got to the people... It was a nice reprieve because I finally got like restocked on all my ammo that I wasted because of one stray knife. Yeah. Um, and then in the second part, I made another mistake. So I told you the whole game I'd been running through like that with that machine shotgun. Yes. And then I had an AK-47 decked with like silencer yep. and everything. Same. And then I had a pistol, a pistol that had been like turned into a sniper rifle, like single shot, like pop, pop. Well, I effed up. And I bought a uh, mod for it that was a three-round burst. Mm. And I didn't think about it. So in that stealth section you're talking about with the humans, I, with AK, is like, pop, pop. And I was like, oh, why am I not using my sniper pistol, right? Because it got night vision everything. But that three-round burst, even on headshots, would be like, da-da-da. And then it would hit everything else around it and yep. immediately alerted people. And I was like, well, that was a terrible mistake I can't change now. Um, so I finished the game with that. But... My only note on this part was around uh, around the the heat vision, the, the the aura vision, if you will. The intentometer. The yeah, the intentometer. Narratively, it makes total sense, right? Because of the yeah. way this being communicates with you and so on. Gameplay wise, though, it did not make sense to me because we've made it through one and three-fourths of a game without needing an infrared vision to, to tag targets, I could have easily stealthed through here just like normal and not needed people to light up red. So I thought that was a weird choice this late in the game. Again, narratively made sense, but just game design, it was a little confusing on like I think, why. I think, they re- the, I think the reason they did it was solely based on narrative because they want to show that not only is the is the child working with you, right, but it it just sells it sells that artium is special right like he is he has a connection with the dark ones that allows him to sort of get remoted into and you know have things augmented for that i agree i'm not it does does make sense it's just yeah i I don't i don't yeah I don't disagree with you, but I think they solely made that decision to sell the narrative piece of it, which, in fi- like you were saying, the narrative, it does work narratively. So I think they do, that's why they mm-hmm. wanted to do it, is to sell that part of the narrative. Yeah. Preston, what about you? Um, liked it. Um, the whole little kid talking to you was a nice little surprise. But okay, they're going to get a lot of whole expose with this now, because the kid's going to talk to you, going to kind of find out more about, you know how he felt about when things went down and it kind of just gets you a better feel on that side of the story kind of deal. Yeah. Um, definitely was running around on those ice bridges. Uh, the ice I messed around with a little bit more, uh, kind of walking around. I think I fought one of those like little scythe, crabby shrimps, crabby shrimp dudes. Uh, I fought one of those, but after that I realized that you could just continue on. So I just started continuing mm-hmm. on from there. 
I uh, was doing super stealthy on the bridge. I got through all that. None of those like shrieker enemies like ever did anything to me. Like I didn't really realize there were some shriekers until I killed one that was hanging upside down like a bat. And like, I killed him. I felt like, oh, those guys are here. I'm like, just thought I was killing other nostalgias. Like, those guys are here too. I'm like, okay. Uh, but I went super stealthy on that one. Uh, once you started getting into the human start, I started being as stealthy as possible, but then I ran out of blades. And the only thing I had that had silencer on it was a shotgun. So usually, <laughs> you're going to hit something else beyond the other person unless you're like right up next to him. And then at that point, you might as well just kill him. Well, so, so that's really funny because it ends up... Inadvertently, it ends up kind of working because as you're going through that section, if you listen to some of the conversations that are happening, one of the uh, communists is like, um, one of the leaders is like, you know, just don't, everybody stay on red alert, get ready because this dude, he's absolutely going to come through here, we need to kill him. And then the, some of the soldiers start whispering to each other and they're like, yo dude, I really hope he doesn't come through here, like, did you hear what he did to like this section and this section and this section? They're like. He, the people who survived that said that he was basically a fucking animal. Like, the Dark Ones are... Not the Dark Ones. The Nosalises are more human than he is. And I was like... As I'm, like, in the middle of knifing people, I'm like, yeah, don't you fucking forget yeah, it. But for Preston, him's just like a shotgun. He's like, you're goddamn right I'm an animal. I'm gonna blow your fucking leg off. Do not get in my path. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was really nice going through all that. Um... And then the whole kid with the, getting the clothes on, like that, that was kind of a nice little, like, kind of humanizes them a little bit more, too. Um, yeah, getting that right towards the end, and then uh, walking up to the very Russian building out there in Moscow as you get pull up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was uh, is a nice little change of pace. But yeah, again, world building, like the environments they have in this game are super phenomenal, and I'm glad. It's, I'm not feeling like we're rinsing and repeating anything that we've done so far this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so then uh, we get right into Dead City, um, mm-hmm. and the Alex's right from section. Oh, really? It's scary. Yeah. Oh, oh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> it, it, it actually it wasn't as bad as anything we did uh, earlier in the game sure. or in the last game, where you're like in the tunnels and all of it's happening. Yeah, yeah. Because it was yeah, brighter outside. I think they they definitely I think they and this happens in most series outside of Alan Wake, but. Um, uh, they leaned away from the survival horror aspect mm-hmm. in this game, I think. And they obviously leaned more towards action, but then also I think they were dealing with a lot of the supernatural stuff. Like, as in, like, not... Because I know that they didn't have that many sections, but when they the ones they did were not, like, scary. It was all just, like, supernatural stuff. Um, they did not do anything like the tight tunnel corridors and things jumping out at you yeah, and doing no. stuff like that. So The dead... The Dead City, though, is cerebral, and, it, and the story, and I know you're going to talk about it here in a second, but, like, what you learn, it's brutal. Yeah, yeah, man. It was, it's wild. So, like, um, and so it also, it not only is it brutal, but the child doesn't uh, resist the urge to get a quick dig at you for basically murdering everybody, um, mm-hmm. or all of its family, anyway. Um, but, yeah, so as soon as you land, uh, you get this, like, weird black and white shot of the entire city, and it's basically, like... Think of, like, blueprint models of, of, like, what buildings used to look like, and then it would show, like, little lines of people in it. Like, so it would be, like, you would see, like, old, like, causeways, like, old bridges and old buildings and stuff, but it would be, like, this really white line outline of what they used to be while still showing, like, the, um, the crumbled parts that still remain. And then it would be, like, you know, here's the people, like, 
people splattered out, but they would just be like little white like outlines and stuff. And that sort of pops up, and it's basically, you know, the child starts talking to you about what's going on, and like, hey, this is what the city used to look like, this is what's going, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then it would flash in and out, and what's wild is, as it flashes out, there's a storm that's happening um, in the middle of this, it, like, in the middle of Moscow, uh, in the, like, quote-unquote real world. And when the, li- I don't know if you guys noticed this, but when the lightning goes off, um, you would see like it would flash light and it would show the outlines of people that were vaporized by some of the missiles. So like their shadows are still stuck on the wall, which I was like, Oh fuck. Like, and again, we talk about this, but if there's one thing, this game, this series so far has done very well and it is selling the world. Like they really, really sell every single aspect of it. And, and down to, I didn't I didn't say this for the last section, but on the bridge, when you fir- when you first hit the bridge, it's in the middle of that huge torrential rainstorm, dude, and with the wind yes. blowing through. Blowing, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that and this dead city was so good because there were a couple times where it flashed and, and, like, you, maybe you're walking in a building and you'd see people on the wall. And so, yes. So good. It's wild, right? So, yes, yeah, so you're going mm-hmm. through the section and you're trying to make your way towards what I – is the – the center of Moscow or the Red Square or whatever it is yep. that they call it. Um, I think that, yeah, that's the next uh, chapter. So you're trying to make your way to the Red Square. So you're, you're working your way from the outskirts of Moscow in. Um, and there's called, like, you walk up on a park, right? And, like, as you walk up on the park, it flashes to be like, hey, this is, you know, this way. And the child says something to the effect of, you know, like, uh, by the way, this isn't one of your memories. This is their memories. Like, this, th- mm. these people are still stuck here. Like, you know, this child is still convinced that they haven't died yet. And they're, it's waiting for its mom to show up and all this other stuff. And you're like, damn. But then, so you go through that. And the park sort of has, it, it in like the other flashbacks, it's like, you know, full Moscow shows everything. But then as you start walking, you fall because in the real world, there's a giant hole that opens up in the middle of it. So that cuts the vision off and you get to keep going. You climb up one of these buildings because you're trying to get to the roof to keep, like, to move further. And halfway up the building is you walk into one of the rooms and there's another flashback. And it's this family that is, there's nothing they could do, right? Like the, the child says, the window. yeah, but the child ends up saying something to the effect of like all roads led to moscow and so you couldn't there was no way for you to get out like you were just stuck mm-hmm. when this when this blows up right and so this it's this family and they're like there's nothing they could do they just had to watch and like you look out the window and there's just like missiles falling down and it's just the family sort of holding each other and watching and um the child ends up saying something when that happens and he looks at you and he's like it's kind of it's kind of like what it was for us when you did it and you're just like Hey, I already said I was sorry, man. Like, I don't. What do you want? Like, I saved you. All right. Like, I, I get it. I messed up. I would have gotten. I would have chosen the good ending had this game let me. So I'm right. sorry, but whatever. Um, they yes. It, they were talking about like in this one, it was really cool. So like, this is Ground Zero. Like, this yeah. is where yep. everything detonated and went off, which is why everybody's just like stuck in a time loop. Yep. Yep. Which I think is again. Second to none, they really do sell it. Like, they really get mm-hmm. after it, you know? they. Um, so I, yeah, it's awesome. Um, so you get to the top of the roof, and this is another uh, hidden morality moment. Um, so one of the flying ones shows up, and the, he is like, 
hey, it doesn't, it's not necessarily hostile just yet. It's just protecting its nest. That's all it says. Now, you have an option of you can just walk through the door to go down the stairs and leave, or you can fight it and take whatever it's on its nest and do it. Or there's a third option, which is uh, sprint over, take everything from the nest, and then run down the door and not fight it. Um, that's what I did. Uh, but I did reload so that I could see what happens when you kill it. And if you kill it, the child says, uh, there was no reason for you to do that. Like, you did not need to kill this thing. Like, it wasn't hostile. It, it, it was just trying to protect its nest. There's no reason for you to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was like, okay, that clearly this is going to come into play later. It, obviously, the morality system, this game has two endings, just like the first one did. Um, but... Uh, I was like, okay, cool. So, you know, message received, basically. Um, but yeah, so my first, I did not kill it. I just ran, let it go through. And really quick, I know we'll, we'll, we'll get to the rest of this, but what, uh, what, what did you guys choose in that scenario? And then I'll, I'll keep going. I did not fight it. You did not? No. Yeah, I started to. Like, I saw him there. I'm like, should I go? Should I not go? I'm like, he's not coming at me, but I'm like, I see some stuff there. Like, there's a notebook or something there. I'm like, I kind of want it so i threw an incendiary grenade towards him but it didn't hit him i kind of fell behind him so he moves up and goes away from the nest and at yeah. that point i'm like he's just kind of hovering around kind of just chilling out i'm like i'm not gonna be able to beat this thing i don't want to sit here and fucking fight against it i'm like you know what i'm just gonna go it's fine and then i end up like as soon as you open up that door it makes you continue on the rest of it so you can't go back so i mean mm -hmm. I, I i was starting to fight it but then i decided not to it wasn't worth it so and this ends up being a little bit of foreshadowing because you have another morality, two more morality moments that show up uh, back to back here. Um, just, just, it, just foreshadowing when it comes to how far off were you from getting the good ending or the bad ending? So far, so so far. For you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you and Preston, I'll just spoil. We'll we'll get there and we'll talk about them. But you and Preston got the bad ending, and I got the good I, ending. I I missed all of the morality points. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Preston, I think, was pretty close because I've seen a I lot was of his trying to do footage. good moral stuff, but there's something yeah. that I, we'll talk about when we get to the parts. But yeah, yeah. I, but I, I think you were so far. You were pretty close. I tried. Um, and and for context, we'll get there. But the good ending is the canon one that will follow us sure. into uh, Exodus. So yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll get that though. Um, but yeah, so the, this leads us into the next chapter. So Red Square. So we make it into the heart of Moscow. And um, as soon as you are running through this section, there is a uh, Nosalis nest, and there's uh, so you can walk up, and there's like the little red flag markers that they use now to basically tell you like, hey, go here. Um, but if you run up on the building, you are in for a fight. Like there's a whole nest, and there, and the dark the the child tries to tell you like, hey, if we they're just not going to come out. Yeah, yeah, just keep going. You you don't have to go fuck with them. Like they are going to protect their nest, but if you just leave, you can just leave. Like, but if you go near them, it's going to be a fight. And so, uh, obviously, um, you get through there, and uh, he, you can either fight them all or whatever. I did pop in to see what the nest looked like before I reloaded. Um, it's really gross in there. Like, it's a lot of dead bodies and everything just hanging around. Sure. It's like, they just bring all their food back there. It's covered. Um, oh, gross, there's yeah. a lot of good ammo and all this other stuff in there though. So I get why somebody would see what would be worth it, but you can just leave. 
Um, so as you are going through this section, then you are uh, basically after you climb down, you are leaving the red square and you are out back into the like surface where it's just nature and you're trying to run around. Um, and you're trying to make your way to the meeting point where, um, is it, what's his name? I'm blanking on his name. Is it Pavel or whatever the fuck? The traitor, the stupid douchebag. Pavel, Pavel yes. The, yeah, yeah, he's a traitor. Um, but, so you're trying to make your way to them, right? So you're, you are running through the, the service world and you come up on this giant outpost building that's got lights and all this other stuff and, uh... The child is letting you know ahead of time, like, hey, by the way, um, big, massive surge of hatred over in this this direction. Like, you are, you're in for it. So, um, you run up on this section, and Pavel gets over the lights, loudspeaker, and he's like, well, well, if, you know, look who it fucking is. Like, I knew you'd be coming this way, and uh, unfortunately... Um, you've lost your I'm gonna take prisoner card. We're just gonna smoke you. Like that's what it is, right? Um, so the fight ensues and everybody starts shooting at you. And in the middle of this fight, the child helps you out by being like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna point some of these dorks out to you, and so you can you know get the drop on people as they're coming around." Very helpful. Um, so you fight through the section, and after you kill everybody on the outside, and you deal with one wave that comes through. Um, Pavel ends up saying, like, all right, fuck it, just, we need to kill him. Like, how are we all dying? This is ridiculous. Open the doors and kill him. So the door opens, and, you know, a bunch of enemies rush out. Uh, so you kill them, and that brings your way forward, so you get to go through the door. And this entire time, Pavel has not stopped talking shit. He is, like, constantly just trying to be like, you keep coming, I'm gonna kill you, like, it's gonna happen. And it gets to the point where after you kill the dudes on the inside, he's waiting at the top of the stairs, and he just keeps shooting down the stairs. He won't stop. And he's like, the second you put... I'm going to hit you one of these times. Like, I'm just going to keep shooting and keep reloading and keep shooting and keep reloading. Um, so you shoot him, and as soon as you do enough damage, he moves up to the next staircase. So it becomes this little, like, chase sequence, essentially, of you going around the house and having these little battles that happen throughout there. Um, until eventually you've done enough damage to him, and he's... He's in rough shape, and here was the next, I could see Alex smiling, here's the next morality uh, point. Um, so yeah. when you finish him, uh, and before this, and I should, I should mention because we didn't talk about one of the psychological parts, in this section, you have to go through this like really weird creep, the, the child saves you, but like, um, there's like this really uh, dark section of, because of all the people that died, when you get pulled into like the the supernatural world, um, it's like a bunch of just dead hands that are reaching out of the ground and trying to grab you. And he basically says, he tells you like, yes, th these things would kill you if you stayed here, but it's not out of malicious intent. All of them are just lonely and they just want somebody to be there with them. Um, which again, obviously, sells everything they've been doing in this game so far um so but after you run up on on pavel the dark one uh touches him and then touches you so that it can everybody will see his his thoughts and that actually is the whole the whole point you're able to now see more of the master plan from the communists and try to figure out a way to stop it and where you're going to go next but 
in that at the end of it, um, Pavel is being held by the by the hands, and the Dark One rips you out, and you can either uh, well he, he you're stuck in that world, and he says you can either free him now, or you can just leave him here. It's up to you, but we don't have a lot of time, so you got to choose now. Um, and if you choose to forgive him and free him, uh, you get big props from the child and a big morality point boost. If you choose to leave him in fucking Silent Hill Hell Zone, uh, then you get scorned a little bit and big negative. Did you did you do both? Because you don't leave him. Did you? What do you mean? No, I did not do like, both. I saved him. Yeah, yeah. No, you don't leave him and say, "Hey, have fun in Hellscape." You slit his throat. Right, but you, mentally yeah. he's still in this oh, Hellscape sure. until you until yeah, yeah. you slit his throat. But yes. Yeah, uh, and. All I got from that, because I don't know why, you guys know me, I'm usually pretty good when I play video games, but this is like apparently like my chaotic evil playthrough in this one. <laughs> I did it, and the and the dark one's just like, he was a bad man. Like, that's all he's I got. Like, it I understand like, why yeah, you do it, was, but I'll remember this. Yeah, he was a bad man, but uh, yeah, I'll gotta remember it. <laughs> yeah, 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 so he, and he remembers, and he does, in fairness, but um, yeah, so... Yeah, I let him, because I knew from the moment that I, I didn't kill the flying person, and, and he was like, hey, shout out to you, man. Like, thanks mm -hmm. thanks for not killing that. I was like, I rolled my eyes, and I was like, okay, I have to spare everybody now. Like, every second I get, I have to spare everybody, because that's what this person, well, well story moments, right? I have to, I have to spare them. Mm -hmm. um, so even though I killed 150 people on my way to Pavel, it doesn't really matter. As long as I save Pavel, it's fine. So, which is why morality systems are so weird in games anyway. But, um, so, yeah, I save Pavel, and he's like, and he says, for, in mine, he goes, he was a bad person, but forgiveness is stronger. Like, and he goes, I'm going to have to remember that. Or he said, I'm going to try to remember that. Because mm -hmm. it's a callback to the fact that you slaughtered his whole family. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, he's like, all right, like, I'm going to try to remember the grace that I'm seeing right here, basically. Um, so in this, in this, when you save him, uh, because he is still outside and he would just die anyways, you take a mask that you find and you put his mask back over him and he will eventually come to whenever he's you know done being in Silent Hill Hellscape. Um, so, but you get through that section and... Uh, that is for right now. Uh, no, actually, you know what? We'll keep going because it. That's sort of a. Yeah, we'll keep going till the till the last section here. Um, but so you drop out of there, you keep going, and this leads us into the chapter of called the Garden. Um, and boy, there was if there is some stuff in here. Um, they introduce a new enemy that I was like, of course, why wouldn't this enemy be here? Like it's. That makes sense. Um, so you land, and it is very dark out, so it's nighttime. It's very swampy. Um, very weird. Like, all the trees... It basically looks like a Nightmare Before Christmas zone. Like, it is... Like, all the trees are, like, twisted and weird mm -hmm. and fucked up, and everything is just goopy and, and gross. Um, but you're going through, and it is just nothing but bad news... All, it's just nasty enemies the whole time. A lot is just nostalgia. They're jumping out at you, chasing you, doing the whole thing. 
And, oh, because of the vision that you saw with Pavel, you know that right now they're meeting, there's a Polis Peace Conference, and then there's they're going to try to release the virus and then take D6, and it was going to be a whole thing, right? Um, so you're trying to make it to catch up with your friends to, to stop that from happening, and this is the path to get there. Um, and halfway through this, you are, you're going through this weird, rooty, deep tunnel, and about halfway through that tunnel, you see which are skinless, or furless bear cubs, and you're like, oh boy, this is, I know what's coming. And yep. some, some Nosaluses end up tracking down the bear cubs, and they sort of corner them, and the bear cubs are like, oh no, until their mom shows up, and it is a giant, furless, just death machine that you you can tell every, it's like it's the muscly, biggest enemy we've seen so far yeah, biggest enemy we've seen and it just roars and all the nosalises are like fuck this and they just pounce right they leave so you uh, walk out and you're like oh well maybe it's gone like it should be fine and then as soon as you drop into the next section yeah you fall into the biggest arena you've ever seen and it's you just can like, see it oh wow Ooh, these good. walls of trees just <laughs> <laughs> nothing as soon but as you, open you're space. like all right this is a boss fight this is this is a boss fight arena cool 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 so you get in and it looks at you and it, the the child is like by the way it's just trying to protect its children and you're like a lot of fucking good that does me right now. There's nothing I, like, you know, whatever. <laughs> Thanks for the update, though, dick. And so then, like, you uh, you start to fight it, and halfway through, the Nosaluses join the fight, and they start, like, ganging up on it. And that per- that shows its weak point in the back, and the game does its patented slow-mo, and it lets you know, like, hey, this is the damage phase. Like, shoot it in the back right now. Um, so I had to do... I think... I don't know if it's set or whatever. I had to do it three times. After the third time, mm-hmm. it, it broke. It was it was wounded enough, and it runs through, and it smashes through um, the exit to the arena for you to follow it. And when you follow it, here is the next... Mor- I think it might actually be the last morality point in the game. Yeah. Um, and the bear mom is sitting next to its cubs, and it's very clearly wounded, and it's just like, you know, hey... Leave me alone, please. Like, you already fucked me up enough. And some dark ones, or some Nosaluses jump on it. And you have the option to either shoot the Nosaluses and then leave. um, Or just, I guess, let it die. Um, So if you shoot them and then leave and don't shoot the bear, uh, you get a morality point. And the uh, child is like... That was good of you, man. Like, it was just protecting its children, so it didn't know any better, but you not killing it and letting it live is gonna, it's gonna remember that or something, and so will I. Um, and then you leave to the next uh, part of the section, which is uh, you get, you run up um, on a house with the homie Khan and Miller, and as you cut through it, uh, the, apropos of nothing, by the way, the child does not tell you that it's going to do this. But it dons a disguise as a little child in a raincoat and comes through the door. And Miller is like, Artyom, what the fuck? This child needs a gas mask. You cannot just let people out here breathing this air. And then the child goes, okay. And then, poof, poops into the dark one. And Miller pulls his gun immediately. And is like, what the fuck? And Khan is like, everybody chill out. Everybody chill out. And the dark one then, or the, yeah, the dark, the child 
you know, shows you the uh, intentometer, and it shows Miller as being yellow, and he's like, hey, man, he's really nervous. Just let him know that I'm not a threat. Um, and then that's, you know, we'll go, they, the plan gets discussed and they say that they're going to make their way to Polis. Um, and that is, you know, on our way to the end. That's it. So yeah. What did you guys think about, uh, the dead city, red square, and then, and then the garden? Yeah. You can start pressing. It was, it was good. Uh, so dead city, all that kind of stuff. Great story, uh, telling everything like that. It's nice how they go into like a place that looks abandoned and like distraught and then all of a sudden flashes into it. There's like, just like normal. Yep. Uh, days was kid just hanging out chilling um i liked all those kind of touches uh once you get up to the nest i obviously i did not uh go into the nest um i got kind of cornered because i did not know exactly where to go from there as far as leave there uh so i went up to like where there's a bus or something like that got kind of cornered and had to take down like one or two nasalses and then i saw the drop off to the right i'm like okay fuck this because i heard him say hey if you just run they won't follow you i'm like okay cool bet we're out uh, so I ran off to the right, dropped down. Um, we get to the point to where it's uh, the trader guy and your po- Pobble. And then Pobble, yep. It's that whole courtyard area to where you get snipers up top, second wave as the guys come down. That one took me a handful of times to beat. So for some reason, I was just getting just destroyed because there's cover there, but the cover they can kind of still shoot through. Um, and then around the third or fourth try, that's when I'm like, okay, I got a couple more snipers out. And before that second wave hit, I got most of those sniper guys gone. Like, okay, so that's a good start. Now I just got to focus on these guys down here. Took those guys down just fine. Ran into another issue. This is not like a broken game section, but it's just, I forgot to pick up a couple filters. So right towards the end of it, I'm like, <sighs> and he takes it off. I'm like, no, 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 no. He opened the door in the front. We can go in there now. And I die before I get in. I'm like, fuck, now I got to do this all over again. Son of a bitch. And so I do it all over again. Luckily, there is a guy. I'm looking at the thing like, how am I supposed to beat this? Because these guys are just killing me every time. And I'm like, okay, there are, there's a guy sitting right, right there on the left. And if you follow just straight towards the front door, there's like three or two three more two or three more guys there and i think like one of them had like a decent timed uh, filter on yeah. there so I'm like okay got enough still though like i keep on reaching the end sections like where kind of all those guys were I, w- I was running out of air like, i so I took off that's when i was shit that's when i was watching your stream that's when i had joined and i i had a feeling that's what had been happening and lucky for you the rest of this section ends you up did, being inside as soon as i walked through i saw with them without masks i'm like fucking thank god but yeah he he finished he finishes the bear fight and he he's <laughs> coming up up the hill to to run up to con all them and he already takes his mask off and starts huffing and puffing and i can see <laughs> preston press he's mashing the sprint button yeah, to get to now. the door to get in yeah to get me in yeah <laughs> and so what's funny is is our team didn't have a in Preston's thing. Our team didn't have a mask or a filter, but Miller only says something about the child. He's like, "Dude, you got to put a mask on this child." And I'm sure. In Preston's game, he's like, oh, "Dude, I'm hard up for filters and masks right now, man." Like everybody for themselves. Uh, but yeah, it's, that that one did take me a hot second. Um, then we'll talk about another spot that took me a little bit more more challenging. Um, but yeah, I uh, did not get. I guess I got the morale. Did check. you save Pavel? I tried, so I didn't know what I was doing. So you get into that weird world where he's getting grabbed. And I'm like, okay, you can save him. You can walk away. I'm like, okay. So I start walking towards him, and like, there's no, you don't have a gun in your hand or anything like that. And he's like, yeah. kill me, kill me. And I walk up to him, and all of a sudden, like, fades away. And it's like, oh, well, I guess he was bad too. So it's like, uh, that's understandable. It's like you I'll have to do this. it really fast. You have to be really fast. Yeah, you- I did not do it, and I'm like, I could jump back and do it. I'm like, you know what? No, let's just keep the decisions we've made. Just keep on going. We're not. You don't need to re- 
hash that. I'm sure if I re, re popped back in there, it would have popped me right beforehand. But like, I'm like, I'm not accidentally going to go actually through this whole courtyard scene again. Yeah, right I actually now. don't know, so that's so fair. I'm like, yeah, we're gonna keep going. So I didn't get that morale check. That's probably the morale check that got me the bad ending because everything else I think I did well with. But uh, yeah, because you saved the bear, I saved too. the bear, did all that kind of nonsense. And um, but yeah, it's it's the whole bear section too. It's like you hear that stomping in the background. Like, what, what? And all of a sudden, you see those bears, like, okay. The big one comes out, like, that's going to be a whole boss battle. They're going to make me fight this fucking thing. God damn it, they're going to make me fight mm-hmm. this thing. And you get down to the arena, and I think they're going to do the same thing they did at the Rhino one, where he's going to be running at you like crazy. And I'm like, no, you pretty much just, like, take your pot shots, run a little bit, let the Nostalgia get on his back. Then you shoot the red spot in the back. Um, the one thing I'll say about the whole infrared uh, ability is that it's kind of hit and miss. Um the very beginning of it, he like shows you a little bit and then it fades off. Then yeah, right, he says he gets tired. Right towards the end of that, like it just stays on. Like through that second wave of guys in that courtyard, it's just on that entire time. Uh, so it's it, it's kind of a little bit hit and miss on when you do the infrared stuff, but it, it's fine. You don't like Alex said. You don't really need it. I'm I'm gone through over mm-hmm. one and a half of these games. I can see a, a flashlight on a gun from a far away. I can take these guys down no problem. Yeah. Uh, so get through all of that. I thought the whole going up the stairs and through the hallway was a super fun idea because he's going to sit there and wait for you. You got to take a couple shots on him. Then he moves on to the next one. I'm like, okay, I like this a lot. Because the first time I went up that first staircase, he took me down real fucking fast because you got him from afar. Um, and then, yep, I guess like he said, was running out of those masks, filters, and then made that last stretch and finally got in there and was super relieved to find out that um, I, I got to a Filters point where were I done for the rest filters. of the game. Yes, yep, yes, yep, yes, yep. yes. Yeah, I, the Dead City was great. Um, I liked going to the different rooms, getting story and people talking. And I even found a couple of tapes that I played. Oh, and really? it was just like people talking about their time. Yeah, they would be in like random that? rooms. You could play them. Um, so that was really, really good. When we got to the courtyard. So I died the first time because same thing, Preston. Like I was behind cover and the cover's just shattering around me. It's it like wood. wooden, yeah. Second time, I found a car on the back left hand side. Go. So they couldn't shoot through the car and the snipers couldn't shoot me because I was underneath them. So I took out the two waves of people that ran at me and then beelined up to the front gate. And even without taking the snipers out, once you got to that front gate, Pavel's like, you know, you guys go get him. And they opened the door. So as soon as they opened the door, I turned and killed the three people in there. And then it was just me and Pavel. Like, so I actually skipped the snipers just by the way I did that fight. Um, Same thing. I died to him the first time because I ran up the stairs and he was (laughs) like, ha ha. I was like, okay. Um, Good did it the second time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, right in that right room. There, Good yeah. checkpoint. Oh, thank God. Okay. Um, but killed him, of course. Then when I get to the bear fight, um, that was pretty easy for me. So I had a hundred and I had max like a hundred and sixty rounds of that shotgun. Same. And we just yeah, hold, I hold it down. Too. Dun, 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 so I saw it shop. Like, get, get it, get it now. <laughs> and it was just, it was like, and you could almost hold it. By the time like you would almost be out of ammo, all the Nasalis would jump on. So then you would just aim higher, and then like when it was regrouping, you just reload the dun, 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 like yep. easy. Yeah, it's great. Um, even in this chaotic evil run, I'm still an animal lover. I absolutely saved the bear. I got go. the achievement for saving the bear. I saved the bear. Okay. Um, yeah, and then. Yeah, maybe to the end. So, I mean, I'm not going to add on anything else that you guys have said. It's just the one thing, if I could tell anybody about this game, is something we always harp on or reiterate, which is just like they do the environments in the world so well. There are many times in this Mm -hmm. game, every playthrough has a moment. And for me, I think this one was the bridge and then the final fight, which we'll talk about. But they have a moment where I walk up and I see this world. I'm just like, even as old as this game is, and I'm playing on the Mm -hmm. Steam Deck, 
it's so pretty yes. and engaging. Like I forget where I'm at. And I think another turn is like, like, oh yeah, it's it's very well realized. Like mm-hmm. they really they went the extra mile for it for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but that catches us up. I mean, I don't have too much to add there. So. Yeah. So now and here we are, man. This is it. So t- two games down here. So we're we're at the ending here. So yeah. Uh, like I said, the end, of the, the end of that section is, you know, uh, Miller is telling like, hey, we need to go to Polis, and the, the child basically lets you know, like, because he takes you into the sort of, like, the mind thing at D6, and he's like, oh, man, like, some of my family's still alive. Like, they're, they've been in hibernation in the bottom of D6, but, like, they're, they're there. Like, I, I can get them. And, uh, Miller is, or Khan says... Okay, so we just need to get this door open for you. Like, we'll, we'll, we can do that. Like, if you help us in Polis, we will get this door open for you. Um, and the child agrees and is like, yep, that's fine. I got to get in there. So whatever whatever we need to do. So the deal, deal is struck with Miller. Miller says, if, if we can get our case made in Polis, then we'll do it, right? Um, little do we know that Khan and the child have heached, hatched a and RTM have, have hatched a secret plan that Miller does not know about. Um, but we get in and it cuts it cuts to us right at Polis. Um, and we are in an elevator. We're waiting basically for the door to to open. Um, and uh, Miller says that he's going to try to get the peace deal brokered um, to not let anything happen. Khan is very against this and is like, there's not, you're just going to, you're going to, they're going to kill everybody anyway. Like, you know that they're going to release the virus. Everybody's going to fucking die. So why does this matter? We need to try to expose it now, right? To which Miller responds like, there's nothing, I can't, uh, my hands are tied. Like, we don't have the man strength. We don't have the manpower to fight both the communists and the Nazis all at the same time. And, like, we are only a decent, like, we just, we need to try the peace option and see if it can work, right? That's, that's all we can do. So as you walk up, um, obviously the communists and the Nazis have showed up, everybody's in Polis, and there's the giant peace talks that are happening, um, and Miller is there as the ranger, uh, captain to, to help sign off on it, as well as the third faction, right? But right before he does that, Khan basically yells out and is like, fuck that, every, the, the communists are lying and they're gonna kill everybody, to which Miller spins around immediately and is like, what the fuck? And he's like, dude, just shut up and trust me for the first time ever. Like, just let me do my thing. So he goes and he tells the child, he's like, you know, do it now. So the child hops up uh, on the stage and no one is like moving. the. Ch- no one is like, uh, what's going to everybody's just letting it happen. And uh, the child walks and grabs the the communist commander and then displays his thoughts to everybody. And once again, we are whipped into Silent Hill Hellzone. Um, and it's this infinite hallway of doors. And it's basically showing everybody in Polis um, not only the communist plan, but how he killed his brother. And how uh, their the war general, I forget his name, it's like Mouse... Or, like Miskovitz or something like that. I don't remember what it is. Um, but it shows how he was the mastermind of this whole thing by convincing him that his brother was trying to take him out when in actuality that was not the case. Um, so uh, this obviously gets broadcast to everybody in the room. And the 
communist commander realizes this and is like, okay, uh, my bad, first of all, but uh, I'll give you the information. They're heading to D6 right now. If you go, you might be able to stop them. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. I'm leaving. And he just fucking pieces out. Um, and so with there no longer being a war to be fought between the Nazis and everybody else, Miller's like, okay, if it's just us versus the, the communists, we can, we can fucking do this. We, we can defend D6, right? Um, so he's like, let's, we're doing it right now. And, and it's very clear from that moment, this is the end. It's the, and it even loads, I think the title for this section, as opposed to being called D6, is called The Final Battle. Um, so Miller gives a patented uh, FBS speech where he's letting everybody know, hey, fuck it, we're going to get this done, we're the greatest, ooh, rah, rah, whatever. I think his actual speech is something along the lines of, I'm not really good at speeches, but we're fucking rangers, so if you just do the job that you're trained to do, then we'll be just you're fucking fine. You're worth like five uh, res. You're yeah. worth like five communists or something like that, yeah, yeah. Um, it kind of reminded me, Alex, um, not as good, but it kind of reminds me of uh, Commander Irwin's speech in Attack on Titan that you and I fucking marked out about because it's so well it's so well done because a bunch of people who are like i don't know and then he starts they're like we're gonna get destroyed he's like doesn't matter doesn't fucking matter like Mm -hmm. yeah 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 god it sucks that that show sucks now um anyway (laughs) uh so but um so you get on the bridge and the entrance point where the the communists are coming in at um, is the choke you were in the choke point and like and you're just you're trying to defend d6 as long as humanly possible mm-hmm. um, and uh, it is just so you hear a bunch of like roaring like just people yelling and doing all these different things um, and you just immediately get right into it's just a bunch of arm oh, I don't know I'd actually be interested Alex were all of the enemies that you fought because I know you were on the different difficulty were they like in full like basically like riot armor like it's just like full head okay cool with shields so, yeah. with shields and everything yeah so well there's mm-hmm. the boss at the end that of the second yes yeah, yeah. that comes after me yeah so you have um you have a bunch of guys rush and you're trying to defend a position and as you are they're slowly starting to overrun you a little bit but it looked like you might be able to manage and then a rocket comes in and lands right next to you and kills a bunch of pe- kills some people and then knocks you out um, so you have to retreat back to the next the next sort of safe zone. So you retreat back, you keep shooting, and you end up in that moment. You end up um, winning. You you kill everybody, and everything is good to go. And then uh, you you start cheering or whatever. And they're like, you know, everybody's like, don't everybody don't get excited. Like there, it's the next wave is surely they're going to come. And then what happens, obviously, is on the far side of the bridge, a tank runs in. Now, specifically, before we get to... I'll keep going, but I just want to give a quick shout-out. I was watching Preston's footage. Preston's fucking smoked this tank. Like, I... I, Even, like, in in my section, I killed it, like, pretty well enough, but... Oh, Preston MLG this tank. It was bink, bink, bink. Got all three wheels in three shots. Like did not waste any time. It was just like bam, bam, bam. As the gun thing closes, like it hits the here yeah. and I finish it. Yeah, and it's so, like oh. before it and like because you when you so for those who are like when you uh, when you 
shoot all three parts of this tank, it makes it lean forward in a way that you can see the ammunition behind the main turret, and you have to shoot that to explode the tank. Preston was like, bam, 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 gets all three wheels, it leans forward, and you can see, like, he notices it just in the nick of time, so he swings up and shoots, and the whole tank explodes, and I was like, god damn, when I was, when I was like, fuck, dude, he smoked this thing, um, which That's was wild, because it took me a little bit, because I didn't have, uh, obviously, we all had different loadouts for guns, so... You had I mean, to pick was, up the sniper rifle like me, yeah, right? Yeah, it was like a sniper You had to like, pick no, it so up I, off the ground. I had a sniper rifle, but mm. for whatever reason, I just didn't think about using it. So I was using my AK-47 the entire time. I so was it at was, first, and it didn't reach that far. It, like, it was it. No, for me, it was still working. Like I was still shooting, but it just was taking a little bit more to, mm. to do the damage. So I got where it was like, I got all three wheels, and then I'm shooting at the top of it, and it's like... Um, I got to the point where they said something along, it was like, hey, it has one more, like, the next missile volley, it's going to bury us over here, so you got to kill it. And right as he finished that sentence, it exploded, and I was like, all right, cool, I'm done. But when I saw Preston do it, I was like, motherfucker, dude, MLG <laughs> over here, man, he, he got it. Um, but yeah, so you, you kill the tank, and everybody is like, um, you uh, are waiting for, essentially, everybody starts cheering, they're happy, everything is going. Um, and then this just like wall of like flame co or comes and you're getting ready and it's this flamethrower dude and it's these shields and so they're like everybody fall back everybody get back so you get back and this is like the final point you, you this is you last cannot stand. go back any further you're in the last stand um, and you get a fucking wild uh, chain gun as a, as a weapon here um, so I for me. Uh, and then we'll get to the end and then I'll, you guys can go through your things. But for me, for this fight, um, so it's this flamethrower dude and he's covered by basically like a Spartan wall of shields and they're just sort of inching forward and forward while he's just burning people and doing these things, right? Um, so for me, the first thing I did was um, I unloaded all five claymores, uh, all five regular grenades, and all five flame grenades. Um, and it's just sitting there just, just cooking everything. It's for like the grenades are popping off. The claymores are going off as they get close enough. And the flame is just literally sitting there burning everybody. Um, I should actually mention before this, before the flamethrower part, uh, regular, uh, armor enemies are coming through and running first. So you, you shoot them first before the flame guys get there. Um, that's like the first wave of this. But... So I'm using the chain gun, I mow those dudes down that come first, and then I start just, after I threw all that stuff at the shield guys, I'm like using the chain gun to mop up the rest of the shields. And you're just basically shooting into the shields long enough to where the shields end up dropping. And I really thought this was a good touch, where it's a wall of shields, right? Um, and if Dude, you shoot... Are you talking about the AI? Uh, maybe. Like the well, maybe, I don't know. So, uh, well, so like, I think it was a scripted thing. I don't know that it was AI, but it's, as you shoot... The shields, if you shoot directly in the middle, uh, eventually, you know, those guys go down and the enemies will then close in, like they'll move forward and then close the gap back up and keep doing it sort of like the same so sort of... I, I think that was the AI, not scripted. And it was, I was going to call that out as one of the best parts of this game because I did it with a sniper and oh, really? I, okay. I went between, yeah, yeah. So I did what you did. I took everybody out with a chain gun through the flame, which by the way, looked incredible. Yeah, yeah it's um, great. I threw it down, grabbed the sniper rifle, and went back, and I went 
outside first and shot through the gap and sniped a dude and he dropped his shield and everybody goes, oh, puts a shield down and scoots in. So I went to the opposite side and I didn't shoot the outside. I shot one like kind of off to the right. He dropped one shot, drops it. They all go, oh, put it down and scoop yeah. it. And that's why I don't think it was scripted because I was picking out random ones. Yeah. Yes, I meant I, I meant like as in I think it's scripted in that as soon as one goes down they will bring it in. But yes, yeah, like I think it will happen so, no matter what. But it's so cool. So yeah, good. I agree. It's 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 awesome. Um, mm. Yeah, so you get through that, and then eventually when there's enough shield guys down, you can pepper up Mister Flamethrower Man. He explodes. It ends. Everybody's happy. Everybody's cheering. And then all of a sudden there's this low rumbling, and everyone goes, "Oh shit!" Like there's more coming. Everybody fall back. And before you even get a chance, a fucking train blasts Incredible. through and Incredible. and hits the wall. Fucking Miller shoved everybody out of the way, but he caught the most of it. it like smashed his legs all up to bits. Um, and who's there? But uh, I'm gonna I'm I, I Miskovitz or whatever his fucking name is, but the weird red eyed creepy guy. He shows up and he's walking through and he's like, um, you know, somebody's like, everybody stay on your guard, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, don't even worry about it. You can put your guard down. The only thing that's left here is ghosts of dead rangers. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, okay. And now, Miller, before this, had let everybody know that he had primed all of D6 to explode in case they need to just, like, end it and, and bury all of the rangers, basically. Uh, or bury all of the communists. Um so this is where the ending splits. So I'm going to talk about both endings, and then I'll let you guys go for your final thoughts on the game, and then we'll and then or final thoughts on this section, and then we will all go around and give the rating like we normally do. So uh, Miller looks at you when in the middle of this dude giving his little end of game speech, where he's basically like, "Yeah, you guys tried, and that's sweet, but we're going to use this facility. We're going to release the virus, and that'll be it for you. And yeah, it won't matter." Um, and he's like, RTM, you got to do it now. And so RTM starts to crawl his way to grab basically the the handle to to prime the bombs. Um, and uh, they actually are end up in the middle of it. They the guy is like, where do you think like you know you're going? And he doesn't realize that the timer only has fucking five seconds left on it. So as soon as RTM now the bad ending, I'll do the bad ending first. And the bad ending, RTM turns it fucking it and everybody is shocked he blows it up they blow up all of d6 um and it cuts to at the end of it it cuts to anna with rtm's child who preston and i made fun of this there is no indication outside of the fact that rtm had sex with Anna. there is no indication that, that she was pregnant expecting child whatever right like did this, did did this even did this even take nine months like, right, that's I, what thought I'm saying. We were, like I, I thought we were moving through these stations fast within, forward like, days. Where the kid was at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they fast sure. forwarded where the kid is at, but they fa- they jump pretty because the kid's like three or four yeah, in this in that in that flashback. Um, but he basically is she, like, you she know, didn't give you the look when the train's leaving. She just stands there like you're going to leave face, your baby yeah. mama at home, huh? Yeah, but she, but you don't even have a conversation like, hey, I can't go no. because I'm pregnant or you know whatever it is, right? She just is like, you're walking past. Later's now you're gonna say bye to your girl. Super soldier, super sperm, man. I'll tell you. Yeah, something, time, I guess, man. One time. Yeah, yeah. You're, one you're, tell, you're, you're telling me these people live in, a, in an enclosed space and they're not doing anything for birth control? Come on. Well, he's I mean, I, I, yeah. by the dark one's <laughs> magic that helped him. Yeah. Yeah. So, but he basically, it's art. And he's like, she's like, your dad was the coolest and bravest of them all because he did it and saved us all and killed the communists and blah, blah, blah. And then he asked about the dark ones and they're like, they're still around. They left, but they promised they would come back eventually. And then it cuts to mm-hmm. 
um, you know, the child and he's leaving with some dark ones, and then that's that's where that ends. The good ending is Artyom reaches up and he grabs and he's about to turn it to explode, but then uh, the child grabs your hand. And he's like, "Hey, man, I got it's you. You don't even need to worry about that." And then fucking dark ones so all teleport cool. in and so just start fucking bad. mind blasting yeah. everybody and sending them flying and killing them all. And so he saves, and then it cuts. It shows like, oh, where are they now? It says Khan just disappeared into the metro, which is the most Khan thing ever, yeah, anyway. Let's go back up next time. Um, yeah. He probably went back to the river, man. Just yeah. going for a little fucking, swim. Just, right. Fucking little just hang out. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Miller is he still he he is still advisor and head of the Rangers, but he's wheelchair bound now. Mm-hmm. Um, so he hands over. It looks like he handed over command to to Anna. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it cuts to you, and it shows you, and you're basically saying goodbye to the child and the rest of the dark ones, and he's like. We're going to go look for a new home. It's time for us to leave, though, because clearly we probably won't be able to drive with everybody. But we will return. Like, we will be back. Um, interestingly, it does not mention anything about our team having a child in the good ending. Right? It only happens in the bad ending. It does not happen in the good weird. ending. Weird. Which is because super it weird. Maybe because it doesn't flash forward. It's more of like a, this is what happens right after I that. think it's because it doesn't flash forward. As, I, as I far, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And that is... That is it, guys. We we have finished the second the second Metro game. So, um, so like I said, we'll you guys can go and then we'll, on we'll go with the the ratings yeah, yeah. afterwards. So my thoughts on the section. I mean, I'm just going to jump straight to the final fight, right? Because the final fight was a fantastic set piece. Like, yeah, the the wall. There's two points in it that I thought were incredible, like beyond just the typical fight. But when the flames are going. It's just a sea of orange, and the flames look great, and the guys are, like, appearing out of nowhere coming through the flame. Like, it looked so realistic. It was so action-packed. It was a fantastic set piece. That, and then the scene of the door being shut with all, like, the 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 wood and sticks, like, holding it shut, and then just being crashed through with the tank, or, yeah. I'm sorry, with the train, were just, like, two fantastic pieces to end that game. Um... So I love the ending, and I was so impressed by the AI. When you talk about, like, bringing the world to life, these guys were using, like, flame-retardant stuff, but, like, made out of just steel and things they had mm-hmm. picked up, and, and their shields almost looked like metal shutters. Like yes, I thought shutters the same thing, or yes. Yep. Which was so good. So I I, I love this playthrough. Um, I, I love the second ending, the second piece. Um, I, I'll... I guess I'll just say, like, my only problem with the game, and it's the same problem I had with the last one, but opposite, which is the morality system. Like, I know from the minute, from the first morality point where you're, like, going through the communist area and you open up the door, there's a guy in bed, like, don't shoot. And I capped him, like, instantly. I was like, well, that's going to be this run for me. So, uh, I, my, my, my biggest complaint is the morality system, which is I got the bad ending and then naturally... But then, like, upon looking, that is by far the most common ending. Oh, yeah. Yep. But it's the non-canon one. So in the first game, if you remember, if you did all the good stuff, you got a second ending, but it was... but it Not was canon. Yeah. Not canon, right? So, like, most they, people... They flipped it in this one. Yeah, and you flipped it. And I just kind of... I don't love it. And it, I said the same thing the last time. I don't love having the morality system to these endings that like one is actually canon. If you have two endings and like, that's the game, that's one thing. But like 
you distinctively have one right answer and i oh. find it weird to do that i'll go the other way with it i don't i i don't like multiple endings and i don't like uh like the morality like i don't like morality systems or like a ways to get multiple just get just tell your story give me the ending that's supposed to be yeah. the ending tell yeah. your story have rtm do the things and even you know have those moments decide like you can have those moments change how people treat you right like you know, mm-hmm. if you smoke that dude that was sitting there, maybe the dark is, is rude to you or shitty or whatever, yeah. and that's what it changes, right? But, like, tell the story you're going to tell. I don't I don't need all I, this extra stuff. And, and honestly, both endings were good endings. Like, they both yes, would have fit the narrative. But it's just like, just pick one. And clearly you're following the book, so just pick the canon one. Like, just yeah. do that. Yes. Uh, but otherwise, like, the playthrough section of it, the final fight and everything, like, fantastic. I thought it was a great set piece. Loved it. Yep. Yeah, uh... Love the ending of it. Can't really say much more than these guys haven't said it already. Great world building, things of that nature. I do, however, wish there was uh, like another shop, like right before the end, like right before you go of your mm. thing. Like, just let me pick up my weapons because I was having a lot of trouble. Like, I mean, I, I smoked the tank, but like right at that section with the flamethrower, I was doing that section over and over and over again. Somehow, I just wasn't getting the shield guys down fast enough. That was like four times. Then the chain gun ran out of ammo. Yeah, chain gun ran out of ammo a bunch of times. I'm like, okay, so now it's like, save the chain gun for when the shield guys come. Use your other weapons because you don't need to use that to mow through the first wave of guys. Um, You can easily, just as easily do it with like your assault shotgun I had. Uh, So I did that and finally got to finish up the end of the episode. It would have been nice if like, you could have like just chose what you want at the end because I had the uh, machine shotgun. I had machine shotgun. You had some, a pistol, some, some pistol, and then and, and then, then a sniper rifle, and then a sniper rifle. So I'm not, I'm not, wasn't using a sniper rifle because I didn't want to use a sniper rifle on a bunch of people, which apparently you could do, which is nice. It actually made it easier. Yeah, so I didn't, even, it, I didn't even fathom that would be an option because they have metal shields, but obviously you can shoot through them with a machine gun, but. I died, to, well, to that point, Preston, I died three times on that boss, and that's when I went to the sniper, and it was easier because when I took out the two on the side, I was like, oh, okay. I sniped the one in the middle, and when I sniped the one in the middle, that's when I saw that his gas tank was red because mm-hmm. I had the big zoom, right? Yeah. Like, I wasn't dealing with the chain go. I had the big zoom. I was like, oh, instantly. I was like, next shot was right over the wall into yeah. that thing and killed him, and I was like, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Now, what helped me was, like, Christian was like, finally, like, hey, check the bodies down there, see if there's an AK there for you. Like, oh, okay, so that way I got rid of my mm-hmm. pistol and I could use the AK to like, help take down some of those and I ran out of incendiary grenades, didn't have any more of those. All I had was like three just normal grenades and I wasn't thinking about using the claymores, so I thought the claymores was just going to place them right there in front of me. So I'm like, well, it's not going to let me get them over this hill to place them out front, so therefore, but I didn't know I could throw them. Um, but yeah, it's just, there have been some things as far as like... I shouldn't have said throw it it was I, I placed them before Beforehand. I jumped over yeah. that thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was already there at that point. I like, couldn't use those. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't have a Same. whole lot of explosive and thrownable items anymore. Uh, so it would be nice to have like the shop right beforehand. Like, hey, we're getting ready to do this last stand. Go pick out your last loadout. Spend the last of your currency, whatever you need to do. Go take care of that way. Leave not even ammo, spend it. Yeah. It not even spend it. It would have made sense narratively just to have them laying there in the box, right? And be like, hey, Chilling our, out, our yeah. army's right pick here. Like, just go go grab what you yeah. want before, it, before be cool. this is it, right? That's, like, what, that's the one yeah. thing I can nitpick at this thing to kind of get out. Other than that, it was fantastic. Love to get the whole uh, section done. And then the ending happens. Like, okay, immediately... I go to YouTube to watch the good ending, and I'm like, damn, that's a fucking cool ending. That's a great ending when they pop off and the dark ones help you out. I love mm-hmm. that. Love that. So I'll watch that overall, tonight. Overall, great. Great game. Yeah. So, all right. So now it's time to do the ratings. So I think the first one, so I think in general, I think this is a, 
I do I do miss some of the survival horror stuff mm-hmm. is just because I, I think that they did that really well in the first one. Um, but obviously that's to taste. I but I, in general I think that it is an overall like improvement on on the first game. Oh, for sure. So I think I think I put this first game at like a seven two or a seven three. Um, so here I'm gonna hit I'm gonna be like seven eight is where I'm gonna land on this one. It, all in the whole it was a great improvement. I do miss the some of the survival horror stuff. Um, but God, man, I mean, world building second to none. It really, they really sell this world. Like you just, they nail it in my opinion. Um, and I love all of the psychological stuff. I thought it was cool. Um, and then, you know, what we talked about before, I just tell the story you're going to tell. I don't care about the morality system and I don't care about the multiple endings. I believe if I'm not mistaken, that come it they, it comes back in Exodus, so it's a part of all three of them. Sure. So it's not like it's going to go anywhere, but uh, still, I prefer. I, I'm just as I go on, I just want, I I just want games to tell the stories they're going to tell. Like I don't, you don't need to give me multiple endings. You don't need to give me any of this. You don't need to me special things. Like just craft your narrative in the best way possible and sure. give me that story. Yeah. This one was tough too because the first game had like eight morality points. This one has like twenty five. As a bunch. All over the place. Yeah. Preston, what would you rate it? Um, I give I give about a four. I think the last time I gave not four. Um, I gave like an eight. So I think the last one I okay. gave was like more of like a six, seven. I'm like, it's good. It's like a little bit above average. So I'm like, but you can definitely tell it was the first one of a series that we weren't kind of sure on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is more of like a hey, the first one did good. Let's put some more money into it. Let's take our more time. Let's do what we actually want to do with this game. And then also like, I mean, I'm not a big spooky game uh, person, but I do. I do miss, I mean, they still got a couple of it here and there, but I do miss the more horror aspect of it, the more mind stuff. Um, I, I would like to have more of that going forward because yeah. you're, you're, the stakes are going up there. I mean, yes, you're having more conflict with the Reds and the Nazis, uh, but I wanted more of that Dark World stuff. But you nuked all but, like, one outside of the hybrid anyone, so you weren't going to get that as much, obviously, um, outside of the Sweet River scene. So it's it's it, it was it would have been a lot more fun for me if I had that stuff, but that's just me nitpicking it. A uh, couple yeah. of the stuff out there with like the filters and everything like that, but that's just based on difficulty. Um, but yeah, it's I think it is an improvement of the last one. It is better than the, la- the first one. Um, it's just nice to see them have a little bit more time, a little bit more money, and kind of production put into this one. And they did a great job, a fantastic job. Def- definitely a good solid eight out of ten. Yeah, I mean I, we're completely aligned. I, I think the last time I said seven seven five, Christian, very similar to you. I'm an eight on this one. Yeah. Um, I. It just the first one was fine. It was a little spoopy. Uh, this one though, I think it, it made me feel better, right? Because we fought a lot more people than like the spooky enemies. We still got a little supernatural, but I had an army, like an armory sure, on me all yeah. the time, so I felt in control. Um, I think they up leveled everything. So they up leveled yeah. boss fights this time around. We had like boss three fights were better in this one. Yeah. We had yeah. three distinct ones this time that were very good. Not counting the ending, but like three monster bosses were good. Um, we up leveled the areas, so we went to different areas, and there were just there were three points. Like I said, the first one being on the river, when you're in the river and you go underground, then you come up. Where I actually forgot we were playing a game in a metro, and then when you come up out onto the world, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's right, we're in the metro. Like there were three points in this game. That was one. The other one was uh, was the. Um, bridge where we were outside and all the storm stuff was going on and then there was another one at how well they did if you if you forget about the car scene 
right? Like you're just on the rail car and just the world yeah. down there and stuff. Like there were so many different points in this game where they nail the environment so much. I was, I don't know that I've been that immersed into a game in a long time where I actually and forget, like I know what my goal is, but I forget the world that I'm in until I move to a different set piece. I'm like, Oh, that's right. Like, Oh my God, yeah, like, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> And and one of the sec- one of the parts that you called out earlier was that that whole storm section, yep. like the wind is blowing like blowing cars around or blowing the storm. The mm-hmm. rain's going crazy. They really really set it off in that section Good too that you pieces. called out. It's yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I would say an eight. It was it was very fun. I'm looking forward to the next one for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. which I hear might be a little bit more open world. I talked to somebody over the weekend who's like, oh yeah, I played it. And like yeah, the last one was like, oh open world. I'm like is it open world? I'm like I don't know. We'll <laughs> oh, find no. out. So Christian will have his homework to figure out what we need to do Uh, as far as staying on track. Yeah, we'll figure it out. It'll be all right. Um, All right. Well, that was our final episode of Metro 2030. It would be be 34, yes. 34, though, was it, right? Um, It was the book and then Last Light, yeah. Um, Yeah, so awesome. Um, I'll quickly introduce mine. So we, I, I... brought up this game to you guys a little bit ago and I've decided this is just going to be the game we're going to play. Um, we're going to play the pathless and I want to play the pathless for a few reasons. Um, one, it's not an overly long game, which I think will be perfect because we have two weeks left in November, including Thanksgiving, and then we have like end of the year conversation that's going to be way more than like two weeks, right? It's going to be long. So it's a short game it's uh it it's a little interesting it's 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 not narrative heavy right it's a it's an open world exploratory sort of thing and you get the game through context of what's going on it's by uh giant squid who did mm-hmm. abzu um oh but okay i yeah so it's it's got some pedigree Music behind by it Austin right Winery, who did this soundtrack for journey there you go and it, yeah um and it's an annapurna game so like there's yeah. a lot of some good stuff going for it good here's what i find fascinating Here's what I find fascinating about this game. Uh, I, I have played it once. What I find fascinating about this game, actually, I took it back. I played it twice. Is that this game is it, it has an interesting mechanic to it, but this game was supposed to be the console game that launched Apple's gaming streaming service. So you have oh, Apple Arcade, okay. right? And like Apple Arcade launched with like 30, 40 games. A lot of them were mobile, but they had three um, console games. One was in most, which was Nintendo's like eight bit side scrolling dark. It was darker, more mature game. The other was cat quest two. That was very good, but also like just below the radar, but everybody was pushing the pathless because the pathless was gaining steam on PlayStation four at the time for its interesting gameplay and mechanic. Mm -hmm. So this was supposed to be it. Like this was Apple's big get. This is going to launch Apple arcade and this, here we go. Um, and yeah, so I, I find it I find it interesting. So keep I've that in mind when we're game. playing it. Yeah, so I'm excited. Platform okay. game and but you know journey and others are not platform, but like uh, like you said, Preston, a lot of pedigree there. So that's what it is. Um, what it is open world, but you cannot skip bosses, and there are very distinct areas. So you you can't like it'll be okay. We're gonna do the forest plateau where your first boss I'm not going to we're going to do the forest plateau and we're going to do the red step and the boss on the red step is called Soro S A U R O okay um so that's what we're going to get uh for everybody listening 
how long to beat has this game at like six hours but i've seen plenty of playthroughs where people have beat this game in like three and a half hours um so we're gonna do those two and then we're gonna judge what that means moving forward it might be two parts it might be three parts but we use those two to to judge it i'm gonna try and 100 it i've 100 it at once i should be able to do it again but it'll just help me along with some of the lore and other stuff too uh, but yeah that's what we're going to dive into, cool. um, and then I will let you guys know. It's on everything. I, I have it on Apple Arcade. It's on PlayStation, but I will figure out where it is, and I will, if it's not free, I'll send it to you. So just hang tight on that. Okay. Cool. Um, cool. But that's what we're playing. So yeah. with that, everybody, um, that's been another episode. Hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't had a chance to play Last Light, go play it. It's a fun game. Otherwise, Great. we will see you next week. And uh, Preston, you know what to do. Hit it. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Testing Room. To catch up on past episodes or check out the newest ones when they drop, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If watching is more your thing, check out youtube.com at The Testing Room or twitch.tv slash testingroompod. To leave comments and ask questions, follow us on Instagram at testingroompod and email us at testingroompod at gmail.com. See you next time.